0: And we'll do a clap sync.
1: Three, two, one. Okay. Not
0: bad. Yeah, not bad at all. At least I don't think so. Who knows?
1: Yeah. But. I was so scared <laughs> editing this podcast the first time, not going to lie to you. Because I was just like sitting there and I was just like, oh my God, it's different somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if it's wrong? And it was fine, I think.
2: There's but. only two tracks. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> exactly. It should be easier in As every they, possible shouldn't way. Shouldn't it be
2: like significantly easier?
1: Uh, Yes, mm-hmm. it should be. But we didn't have Craig. Yes. That is true. We didn't have one of our backups. still don't have Craig. A <laughs> value member of the podcast yeah. crew. Agreed, agreed, agreed. But the people oh, that probably didn't come here to actually hear about our production issues, and there weren't issues, by the way, yet, um, but they probably actually came for Valorant Esports Games. I would imagine. At least that's what I came here for, to
0: be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, because we are V? question mark, Or now I'm like starting to shorten even that. So like V? question <laughs> mark. Now I just call us like VQM. Like that's, how I, that's how i uh hyphen not hyphenate that's how i uh god what is it called when you abbreviate I'm, abbreviate abbreviate that's you. how i abbreviate mm-hmm. our uh, guys we're our choking podcast. the intro <laughs> <laughs> but yeah who's who's that we hear though so we there's yeah. myself zoe and mccoy again Hi. this week but also this week we are joined by elena hello that's and awesome. elena also watches valorant games as well extensively Mainly because McCoy like probably straps her to a chair and like puts her in front of the- no, <laughs> not, not yeah, it's
2: really. not necessarily optional in our Do you think
1: households? this crowd would understand Clockwork Orange and the reference to it? Probably not. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not. Nuts. But that's what it's like. Yeah,
0: a horrifying visual. <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, and what's also a horrifying visual is some of the NA teams this week that we thought. We, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> there kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But people do love to shit Harsh. In NA. No, but I just think you know, guys like. You know, there were some upsets and there were some there were some moments, um, but obviously we'll talk all about that. But yeah, uh, also there was a really good play in NA as well, actually, for that matter. I thought a lot of the lower teams looked solid in a really cool way, but mm-hmm. we'll get to all that. But yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's dive in, I say. Um,
0: yeah, so this is covering week one of challengers uh, for North America and Europe, EMEA for that matter as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we did end up watching a couple series this past weekend. I mean, for one thing, a lot of these matchups just seemed like they were going to be bangers from the get-go. Like, as soon as I saw EMEA's week one, that was G2 versus Fnatic and TL versus Gambit, I was like, well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: my Friday's booked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it ended up there was a lot of, like, really interesting series. And while it's not... It's different because it's not the end-all, be-all, like, tournament format that we're so used to. Rather, this is a circuit, so there's a lot of time for these teams to maybe learn from things and improve. It's not necessarily a, like, this team needs to get this, they need to get their shit together fast, you know, because they're playing two days from now. Like, so it's very interesting. These are going to kind of be our, like, our initial impressions. Maybe we'll talk about things that some teams have done well. Players who have done well, um, as well as just kind of maybe looking at other ways that you know a team could possibly improve, or are they just doomed forever? Hmm. Dismantle the roster, start from scratch after week one. It's doomed. Which I, I swear, if you go on Reddit, that's how some people I are know. with some of these series. And I'm just like,
2: dude, chill. What's we were joking about that with one game. What was the team we were joking about doing that for?
1: All of them. Sentinels, yeah, anyone. That's probably true. Well, sendels was the. One I we think were it was Sentinels, yeah, yeah, we, we were joking like,
2: about like after like the first round. Like, okay, everybody get on Reddit. Yeah. It's already over.
1: I love that. Like literally, the bar that we're trying to set for this podcast is to not just literally be bad enough at analysis to call the whole season after one game. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> I but like know. seriously, this Maybe is what we should make we our predictions now, so we can go back and listen to it. I'm at down the for end.
1: predictions, but like some people are like certain, and I'm like certain. What? <laughs> have you not, I, like I swear to got I I think it's almost more rare. I'm not sure if this is actually true, but it's feel like in in my experience it feels like it's been more rare for a team that was leading at the beginning of the season to even win the season. I don't know.
2: I want to stop you there. I've watched 4 out of the 12 games this weekend and I think I'm ready to call the winners. Yeah, cool. I think I'm done. I think I've got it. No, I'm ready to I call. I won't them. be back on the podcast because I already have all the information I need. Yeah,
1: we'll just check back with you like afterwards like a séance sort of situation. Um yep. Yeah, we just like shake the Magic 8th ball and it just comes up with like, yeah, we need 10 more dollars. Before we get to the (laughs) answer. From me? Yeah.
2: Am I the one paying for this podcast?
1: No, you're the one who's asking for the money. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely down to make calls and stuff like that. But at the same time, like obviously, it's worth saying that like a lot could change here.
2: Well, and I think, I mean, one of the reasons we watched more games this weekend than maybe we will on a normal weekend, although who knows, maybe we'll get super addicted to esports and just that'll be our whole lives. Mm -hmm. But um, there are a lot of new rosters and, like, obviously lots of roster moves. Lots of people who we haven't seen play for either a super long time or at least since like the last major tournament, which was a couple months ago now.
1: Yeah. So yeah, a long time. Lots
2: of interesting, weird things to take note of and and see what's going on.
1: Totally, so many different storylines going around, and I feel like that's why we all kind of like dabbled in a bunch of games here and there, and it's exciting. Like, I'm actually. It's like perfect. I'm like thankful that we didn't all watch the same games this time around, because now Mm -hmm. we can give a little bit of insight where there's just no way we would have the time to watch all of this. And that's, you know, that's kind of one of the things that's already making me kind of sad about this format versus tournaments. And this will probably be a recurring thing because I love tournaments so much. Um, but like, I'm not going to be able to watch all of this. So I pride myself on watching more than other people. And I think the more you watch, the more educated you are, um, and i'll do that in a tournament format but with a league i i don't think i'm strong enough <laughs> <I>
0: <laughs> well
1: for one understand. thing this is
0: not our full-time job you know <laughs> we are not full-fledged analysts here we don't have like a database full of like team statistics as well as like pick and band rates i don't know like mm-hmm. if you're looking for those concrete numbers i think we're gonna like probably try to like pull out a statistic and Eighty percent of the
2: time, probably be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, we we have, like, I think statistic. there should be one statistic per episode, <laughs> we just and it make should off. like get like a. I'm ba- imagining like some kind of like fun soundboard sound, like some oh, kind God. of like magical unicorn sound. And it's like statistic time.
1: Yeah, we looked up one stat, and that is, but you
2: don't connect it to anything. You just say it. Like the
1: phantom is used forty nine percent of all frogies. yep
2: and then you just move on.
1: Did you oh, know okay.
0: that Ye has more kills on the Marshall in round three than <laughs> with an op? Yep. <laughs> no, so th- yep. day you learned.
1: <laughs> oh god, that's those. Are, I fucking hate those stats on sports broadcasts that are just like literally so far up their own ass. They like they don't even make sense. They're like, did you know that on Saturday games only, on mm-hmm. you know days that were below sixty degrees, and for a team that was leading by twenty, uh, between twenty and twenty-five, this has happened half the time? You're like, what the. F-
2: yeah, Get out of here. I will give them kind of. I want to like throw throw traditional sports a bone. I feel like it you those usually come out in like the fourth quarter of a game that like someone has clearly blown the other team out of, and the poor casters are like there's nothing else to talk about, and they're just looking at their like teleprompter, being like someone, God, give me a stat, and that's what they <laughs> it's found.
1: Awful though. I'm like, come on, dude. Like it's just it hurts my feelings. Like. Just making me think about that and how relevant or not relevant that is, is just making me sad.
2: Yeah. So, this we went, you reminded me, year.
0: like, slightly derailed a little bit, but I was watching some of the Winter Olympics that's been going mm-hmm. on. And I was just watching uh, the Big Air event, which is like a snowboarding event. And they're like, okay, we have this com- competitor from the Netherlands. And, like, you could tell those, the announcers are just really silent as they're trying to think of, like, what else they can do to fill the time. And they're like, her hometown is a leading producer in potato oil. Did <laughs> you know? <that? laughs> and I just burst out laughing. It's like six thirty in the morning, and I'm laughing my ass off because, like, they were just like, uh-huh, statistic." <laughs>
1: Let's just Dude, do and this. and you you cannot imagine she is sitting there in an interview after me and like, "Yeah, I totally identify with that." With you know, that's exactly what I would have said if I would listing top ten interesting things about me. That would have been number one. Yep. <laughs> out of here maybe
2: her whole family like works in the potato oil plant we don't know there's
1: gonna be a shot up for the, the microsoft surface right it's gonna be like and hey, sp- sponsored by microsoft surface and it's just a shot of like the potato oil factory and like her family like her aunt's there <laughs> yeah like you know they're all sitting there and they're like in the warehouse and they're, they put up like a big projector and they're like you know mm-hmm. okay <laughs> great then i'm wrong yeah then we're wrong the <laughs> right <laughs> that's but that's all they have to do to win you know not that hard um exactly
0: so we'll, but anyway valorant but here's sports. the thing right
1: you say that <laughs> okay. right you say you say um that we're not experts and that's all true and it is true look we've given enough we've given enough caveats motherfuckers now they know um but i will say i don't think we could get some shit right though because like i'm not gonna lie to you bro i i believe in us i believe in what we see i believe i really in our think vision.
2: it's going to be interesting as we go through this initial section of challengers yeah like up until the first tournament Let's just see how right we are.
1: And the thing is, we can't fucking run from it anymore. Because exactly. I, you it's know, could always literally like, recorded. It's literally recorded, and fucking Zoe will definitely listen to a year back and tell us how we mm-hmm. did uh, for sure. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Like, what if I get, what if you I get exposed? You gotta be in your A game now. I know, I know. But that what means- if
2: I predict everything better than you do?
1: I believe it. It's possible. Ooh,
2: I will keep. That is a statistic. Mm-hmm. I will possible. keep. <laughs> see, there we go.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But I, I think the three of us will do better than the average. But, but. We'll see. We haven't started. Let's start it. Let's do it. Let's okay. let's jump on a game. And obviously, yeah. I think since we're talking about NA a little bit, we joked about them a bit. I think I think we should do Cloud Nine versus Hundred Thieves. That feels like yeah the first one to start with. That was the first one that I watched. Um, not that yeah, but it was relevant. the first
0: game of the you know the entire circuit really. So mm-hmm. you know the season opener, Cloud Nine versus Hundred Thieves. We have Cloud Nine coming off of a pretty hefty run in Champions versus a Hundred T who has to has some roster roster shuffles going around they're trying to find an identity and so people were looking for an absolute banger of a series here and i think the question well I mean if you go on Reddit like 100T fans like most of them are in shambles being like yeah. uh, I'm just like, like, like holding I'm, the I'm position still going to stick with them I'm still going to ride this out but man this hurts and I'm just like dude it is one series Go chill the fuck it's like, out It's like yeah. it, it's like
1: it's like it cuts to that right and then it just cuts to this dark room where TSM fans are just suddenly walking out the fucking <laughs> building like I just fucking hate this esport I'm done like like just <laughs> Yeah
2: I think, too, oh. I mean, I guess we should say, like, spoilers ahead. Of course. We're going to immediately spoil who won this game. Um, if Never you haven't watched it yet, and you don't want that, <laughs> go watch it. What are you doing here? Yeah. Um, but I think it was also, like, kind of overblown about how bad it was on the part of 100 Thieves. I, look.
1: So click on this. Can you click on the game, Zoe, and can we bring up
2: yeah, the score? Yeah, so line? let me actually bring up the game here it? Because it was a 2-0. Yeah, it was a 2-0, and the first half of the first map Split was yeah. um, rough.
1: It was rough.
2: 100 um, Thieves went, I think, 10 and 1. It didn't look good. Yeah. And then they kind of pulled it back and they made it close. And I think.
1: Just to clarify, just to clarify. Yeah, they went 1 to 10.
2: They yep. went 1 Sorry. to 10. Sorry. That's important yeah. because they were not winning. Yeah. It they was, were getting uh, very much blown so. out. And Cloud9 was teabagging all over them. Oh my God, yeah. They were It was all kinds of BM shenanigans. Um, it just it just looked awful, yeah. I think.
0: Is yeah, it, I mean, yeah. I mean hundred thieves looked lost yeah. for a lot of the time, and I I don't know actually if lost is the correct word word. More that just. Uh, with Cloud9 starting on CT side, I actually thought Cloud9's comp is just abysmal to go up against Agreed. trying to take on a site. It's just because you've got raised grenades, you've got robots, you've got uh, killjoy mollies, you've got breach utility and flashes, you've got Astra concussing. Like, yeah. there, there's a ton of shit happening. Mm-hmm. And you just saw, I, I rewatched the game today, and you just saw over and over, like, Hunter 2 would get onto a site. But then there's just so much utility being thrown at them and so much chaos happening that they just get picked off one by one. And then, you know, you have some of the Cloud9 players just kind of picking off the rest of the meat off of the bones pretty much before defusing the bomb. Um, 100%. It was a rough comp to go up against and it very much showed. (laughs)
1: And then Split is a map where choke points are devastating. Like, these sorts of abilities are just all designed to fuck up choke points. And so when you're, like, catching someone doing like a fucking five a hit like you can just massacre them um and so yeah super fair the other thing i would say though is that hundred thief also opened literally opened the game with a really fast like what was it, like b hit i believe it was very really fast b hit and mm-hmm. they like broke onto the site which looked pretty good then they planted open and he wall for he's just playing viper which is sort of odd in of itself his wall falls the heaven guy that they haven't cleared, they've just been blocking by a wall, just walks through and kills the planter and then kills the guy pretending the pl- defending the planter. And it's just like over. And so they started like that. And I think like I think emotional, like emotionally, I think they were hit. And I think the emotional game here was important. I, I felt personally like they they tilted off that or or just struggled in some way mentally. Despaired. I don't know. It's just like they had to call timeouts Mm -hmm. and like they just started sliding against them and they just kept throwing rounds and getting picked off and just, they could never get what they wanted going going. And so that was really hard. And then of course I think that's like really easy to remember, especially when you, if you watched it live or anything like that, it was just brutal to watch. But, but, but what was kind of hinted at was they kind of made a run back on the other side.
2: Yeah. And I think that's like, I mean, look, as 100 Thieves, I like 100 Thieves. I would consider myself, like, not a fangirl, but I I like them. I root for them. Mm-hmm. I hate Cloud9. We can talk about that later. Um, although I acknowledge that they're really good, blah, 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 blah. Respect. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why fans were, like, hitting the, the Reddit, being like, oh, my God, the season's over. This is a disaster. The, the roster moves are awful. Like, everything's bad. Because the first half looked really bad, and I feel like it's easy when a team gets blown out so um, definitively in the first part of a game to kind of, like, let that color everything. But I thought they came back really well and made it look competitive.
1: Yeah. And, in fact, what's really interesting about a game like this is that it ends at 13. But if it ended later, think, like, 16 or, you know, even later than that, like, who knows? what could have happened shout
2: out to the superior game no,
1: no, actually
0: not... I have an argument that I don't think 100t could have actually come back if that game went any later only because I think that eco round from cloud nine on round 22 right mm-hmm. here
1: mm-hmm. you mean Mitch with a fucking frenzy
0: yeah. yeah, I think that, that eco round <laughs> tilted <laughs> them off of the face of the earth yeah. to the point yeah. where yeah. I think yeah. it honestly affected their play in breeze for matched t- map two. Yeah, I love like, that. I think it mentally shattered them with that round because yeah, they were. I watched a that eco round back,
1: oh, and it is
0: it is unfortunate just because it's like clearly a hundred T is trying to do some like really interesting utility work within B Heaven. And they're, like, relying on Asuna to just kind of keep a, like, jump-peaking B main. And it's just, it was just unfortunate timing. Because just when Asuna just got out of, like, a jump-peak and he's about to jump-peak again, it's that tiny little bit of window where Mitch just slides right in, like, past the astra cloud and everything to actually sneak onto the That's site. Sick. And then the rest of the... You know, the rest of 100T is all focused to be heaven for the two people of Cloud9 in mailroom. That they're trying to, like, do this weird, like, utility that involves, like, a cypher cage and a cypher trap and uh, an Astra suck and, like, a cypher camera. Like, it was this really, to my thought, like, bizarre, like, just huge chunk of utility in this one tiny area of be heaven that I think they were just trying to get to work. And... Yeah, then Mitch just comes in with a frenzy and just picks two off right there. And it's like, oh, that's a heartbreaker.
1: Yeah, and the round, <laughs> by the way, didn't end like instantaneously after that. It was like this long drawn out like period where you could just feel there was a stun on on every player on mm-hmm. 100 Thieves. Like we're talking like, I think it was Echo's Last Alive with you just like kind of like walking in like, what the fuck am I supposed to oh,
0: do? Oh, it was Hiko. Because Hiko, Hiko was on oh, A uh, yeah. site. And oh. so it's like, basically like, I feel like in Hiko's perspective, you know, there's four people all around B and then suddenly everyone's just dead, dead. and it's an eco round. You're like, and Wait, just what like, just happened? Uh.
1: <laughs> and he can't like like what was he supposed to like he played the right way. Like he, you have to trust the four to get those kills and they just don't sometimes and I guess it's just a very small percentage of time. But the thing is, I, I Mitch made a fucking play, dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mitch is no, pretty good. Mitch
1: is pretty good. This is what I've been trying to say for a while because I, I wanted to not like him, but I actually love his playstyle where it's like he plays, and I was trying to describe this to you the other day, Elena, mm-hmm. but it's like this concept of like he plays characters, but he doesn't play the character. He plays his own style with the character's gear. So he's not sitting there playing Killjoy. Killjoy wants to sit at this choke point and use her bot like this and control the flow of the battle like this, like you'd see on a guide. He's like, I play Mitch and I put a turret where I feel like it and it'll do what I want it to do. And, <laughs> and he'll use it to like get your attention while he ops you which is not something that a kill droid guide is going to tell you to do. Um, and it's the same thing with steel. And I just love people like that because I think they are not held down by the meta and by the just sort of cultural idea of what is acceptable. And they can create opportunities where other people would assume that there is not an opportunity. And I think this is probably one of them, like where he was just like, okay, I think I can like sneak by this and it's a pistol round. So I guess it's worth a shot. And he finds two of there. You can
0: hear jump peeking by the way, right? Yeah, like, you do can. you think he may be heard? Yeah. could he have heard asana jump peeking like timed it so that it's like i don't know like he hears like a jump and then he's like okay i'll go now like i
1: don't know Uh, so it depends on the distance from b main to there i have not personally done it in the game but i feel like it is possible to hear that especially if there's like silence but if there's a lot of chaos you probably can't hear but yeah like is it possible he timed that yeah i'm probably that's probably what he was doing is he was thinking like these motherfuckers like I bet I can can get, a, like, get mm-hmm. in if I just go for it. And the thing is, you know, you see this all over. Like, when it's pistol rounds, when it's eco rounds, people just do crazy shit. And usually what that means in Valorant so far is it means everyone just, like, pushes out of B main together as five or whatever, which is a strategy you could do. And you could catch people off guard. You could drop guns. It's a strong strategy. But, like, most people just run out and die with pistols. Okay? But the other way to, wait, to play pistol rounds is to everyone just try to make an insane play. You don't have to like just take the first duel you find, but like try to you know, walk somewhere, stealth somewhere, get behind him, try to find an opening. If you die, you die. And he found a hell of an opening here. And I mm-hmm. love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I just I think I think that just emotionally shattered Hundred Thieves after. Yeah.
2: Um I agree. Like I, I think I when we saw feel that like round it went to
0: the second map. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I that's think when awesome. we saw
2: that round we were like, Okay, well the game's over now. Like that like it we you know. These was kind of making a comeback. They were getting some rounds. It also seems like maybe split, at least for these teams, or for NA is defense-sided because no one could get a lot of rounds on T-side. Um, but Hanathese was kind of okay. And then that eco-round happened, and we were like, all right, come back over. Yeah. Next map, guys. Like, good try. GG.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, I would just, I would just say, like, look. I, I do think hundred thieves yeah like had some tilting issues and or just mindset breaking issues and it's w- ones I can't really blame them for. There's a lot of pressure on them and I think it's a long season. They have a lot of opportunity to bring this back, and in fact they had some strategies. It just didn't work for them, right? And it, it's mm-hmm. not just unlucky, right? In the way that you know these streamers and everyone the community jokes, but it was they they had mistakes and errors that they needed to fix, like errors. It felt like
2: well um, yeah, like you said at the beginning, like he goes um, wall wall coming down to expose that planter was either a mistake or a miscommunication. Like it's one, exactly. of, I guess a miscommunication exactly. is a mistake. Right. Like exactly. something went wrong there. And I think that's like what I, that's my personal narrative about 100 Thieves is that it's a new, you know, new roster. They have lots of things to work out and they don't look, they don't look fully there yet. Like they aren't ready yet. They still have things to work out. They're still making some mistakes that are costing the rounds. There were a couple other ones that we pointed out during that game that I can't like remember a name. Um, offhand, mistakes they, and stuff. Yeah, sure. But I think once you know, hopefully, it's a long season. They'll start to sort some of that out. And I think they were. not It's not like they were totally blown out of the water. Which yeah, gives and also me keep hope.
0: in mind that they have a completely new shot caller and Eccles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I'm aware, Eccles is the new shot caller for this team. And it depends on like we we don't know how the communication style is for Eccles. At least I I don't know. I don't watch him stream or anything like that. So it's like, I've seen some. You know, are the comms unclear? Are they really fast? Do people not really quite understand? Like, I feel like this is this will all be ironed out and figured out just the more they
2: play together. Okay. Sure. Um, Can they just like not understand his British accent? <laughs> like, maybe they need to work on that. We don't know.
1: <laughs> so the thing is, okay, 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 okay. I I think like, you know, we should we should look someday. But like, was he even an in-game leader on his previous team? I'm not even sure. Um, but what I do know is that they had two roster swamps, not just one, two. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, they unwillingly lost their in-game leader. And regardless of whether it's the new guy in-game leading or any anyone is a new in-game leader in this scenario. And, you know, like, Hiko just has never been an in-game leader essentially ever. I mm-hmm. think he just feels very confident that's not really his role. Um, I've never heard that out of Ethan. He He's like a solid role player. And like Asuna's your duelist, crazy person.
2: And as soon as your youngest player too. He's probably not picking up in-game leading right now
1: exactly and so then you you just and then you get two people so it's just it's a lot it's a lot to go on i would say okay hold that quickly that Mm -hmm. i have seen Eccles stream and my opinion of him very lightly of course this is what you can see from the outside i think he seemed like a good teammate a good player he had good mechanics he um communicated well he was teamwork you know positive Mm -hmm. and he was struggling to play like and a solo queue basically and, and see how horrifying it is here in terms of teamwork. I mean, he was, he was like, it was hurting his feelings to be honest. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're new here. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of our feelings are gone a long time ago. Um, but yeah, like, right. so he's solid, but he didn't really strike me necessarily as an in-game leader either. He could have been, but, but.
2: Well, you never know. It's... You also like, I don't know. I personally really hope that like the way people play in solo queue is very different from how they play in pro games. Like you would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not very different but like significantly different that there's like something else that they unlock other skills that they have that they aren't necessarily using while they're solo queuing randomly to just get their stream hours in
1: yes but i think there are some parts of those things that you just like you either have in your personality or you don't and you can't avoid them and like being a good teammate which i think he is mm-hmm. he was like it wasn't like he was hiding that and i feel like I feel like some people I watch Jimmy. I'm like, are you hiding the fact that you're a bad, te- good teammate, bad teammate? Like, what's happening here? Um, because you weren't even trying to communicate with these people. But okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, that aside, like, there's some promise here for this team. I feel like, and mm-hmm. I I hope they figure it out, and I hope they go places. Um, they have a lot of work to do, and I think on the opposite side of that, like, Clouds Nine's like essentially one of the most veteran rosters there is, and they've been doing hella reps. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's
2: some of the least movement and i think it's like one extremely small point in the grand scheme of things but also like um cloud 9s playing pretty consistent champions whereas i think like there was some mix-up on hundred thieves like i've never seen hiko play viper before maybe i just missed that but that's not a champion i associate with him
1: no yeah usually he's sova but yeah like hold yeah. on hold on so sorry to tell me about this i know this is something that's like a personal point on yours but like cloud nine went to a lot of tournaments and did things mm-hmm. right and it showed here no
0: yeah, and I mean, you know, love him or hate him, like, and everyone has an opinion on him, but, like, Vanity did point out in his post-series uh, interview, he was just like, well, like, we've we've been entering these smaller tournaments, we've been trying to, like, he says it's it's in the name of building up the grassroots, but, like, I don't know, like, just say that you're playing <laughs> you a, tournament just, to play a tournament just to play a tournament, I don't know, <laughs> but, like, but but it's true like cloud nine does go into these uh these smaller tournaments the knights valor rampage which i mean i looked at the teams that you know went into that there were a couple that are in this uh you know within this circuit but i didn't see any of like the larger orgs like 100t i didn't see sentinels go into that tournament Arctic, at all yeah. and I mean, and sure, that tournament was run differently. I think he said that there were agent bans in that Mm -hmm. one. And so he was like, yeah, we learned like a lot of teams are lost if you ban an agent against them. So this is what we're learning. And it's like, you know what? Sure. Like this tournament right now does not have agent bans. But you know what? The minute that Valorant introduces agent bans, Cloud9 is already going to be three steps ahead yeah. of everyone else yeah. because they have that experience.
1: Yeah. It's an open mind. So, like, one of the things that is truly astonishing to me now, and look for players and teams that have this, but people that, I and I think blame the, some Counter-Strike vets, too, but, like, people that came from specifically Counter-Strike or other places that have a rigid mindset about the game. It's like, you went to a Riot game. It's gonna change. Like, that's the point. If you're sitting there going, like, because do you remember, like, the whole NA attitude of, like, I fucking hate these new maps, man. Breeze fucking sucks. Fracture fucking sucks. It's like, well, you fucking better get used to it because it's here. It's a Riot game. You are you can avoid it. And so the people that are avoiding it, they they stand no chance in the long run, in my opinion. And you'll see it all over streamers and all sorts of solo queue and all sorts of everything. And it's, it's, it's dangerous here. But Cloud9 is like the opposite of that. You see that? They're like, cool. Oh, well, we were experimenting with Banning Champions just to see what that'd be like. It's like these motherfuckers have their head in the right place for sure. Yeah. right
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I, I i think it kind of it's it's for every aspect of the game i think a lot of teams emea and na for that matter like the addition of new maps always seems to just throw so many teams into a tizzy to the point where they're just like this map's bullshit we're gonna just ban it and let's like it's those teams that just consistently adapt and learn um that end up succeeding yeah so i think that's promising for cloud nine um I don't know if we wanted to talk about the Breeze series at all mm. uh, with 100T and Cloud9. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 13 to 6, Cloud9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one of the notes that I just put is that, you know, 100T... And we talked about how maybe this is just, you know, the reps will help them with this. But to be honest, I think 100T just started playing scared. sure, And they were not confident in their own abilities to actually like show up and get picks and i think it was exemplified in i don't remember which round it was but there was basically a round uh 100t was on attack side and they stormed this b site they it's like kind of like this back and forth trade back and forth back and forth back and forth but finally it's a 3v2 spikes down b The three players on Cloud9 are on B's site. They don't know where Hiko and Baby J are. They're the last two remaining players. The time is ticking down for them to plant this bomb. They know that Hiko is, like, in B main, but they don't know where Baby J is. But I swear, it's, like, 45 seconds that both Hiko and Baby J are just standing right outside B, not trying to go in, and finally, it stalled so much time that Cloud Nine's using utility, and they're finally figuring out. Okay, he's be main. Ah, this guy is you know in uh, art, not arches. What is the other opening into mid? Oh, a tunnel. Why oh, am I, I tunnel. Think
1: it tunnel? Like
0: yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, Baby J's tunnel because also Baby J is like suddenly jump peeking, and they're like, oh, I spotted him. He's he's tunnel. So that's like they know where they are. Yeah. And the clock is ticking down, and finally, with like twenty seconds left baby j just runs onto the site he kills two instantly and then they get the third you know the third cloud nine guy instantly but the times run out they don't have enough time to plant mm-hmm. the bomb and that just speaks to me that they were just so unconfident in their own ability to like take the site together yeah that and and you know it turns out it's just like you have confidence in yourselves like baby j can get those picks like yeah I don't understand why they had to stall so long. They were just playing so scared. They were giving Cloud Nine too much respect. Well,
1: way too much in their ability. Cloud Nine's in their head, man. That's what the teabagging's for. It's just like you can't even fucking (laughs) touch me. No, I mean like listen. Say what you will, and it's like I feel like the older I get, the more perspective I get on these things, which like feels weird. I I still am not a huge fan of like BM. You know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. like more. I feel like I'm. I feel like it's a generational thing or something. Like the young kids don't get it. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I, for my... I like to
2: see a clean game. Yeah, I like to see honor. You know mm-hmm. what
1: I mean? Um, however, you must understand, with a team as weak mental as 100 Thieves showed in this game, and it's not to say that it will always be the case for them, but in this particular s- case, they were vulnerable. They had some things go against them. They started to the tilt. Like Cloud9 just put their, I, I mean, just put them away. You know what I mean? Like just put yeah, the just pressure nailed straight... the coffin. Exactly. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Nail straight in the coffin um, with it. And so, yeah. And by the way, like, Baby J going onto that and site and getting all those kills is, like, that's, like, the greatest possible outcome for you. Most of the times it won't even go that way. So you need more time to figure it out even still than they already had. Like, it's just, like, their window was com- almost completely closed at that time um, mm-hmm. to go there. Um, now, look, you could have a miracle happen, but you're closing all the other opportunities of play. Um, and so it's a very dangerous thing to do. Um, totally, though. I agree. I agree. Like, and Cloud9 does not play like that. They play together. They play decisive.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, we could get into, I mean, I think we have been talking a lot about 100 Thieves, but, like, Cloud9 looked good. I agree. Is the, I think the other half of this narrative is, like, we knew they looked good at the last, um, Champions Tournament. It was called Champions, Champions. right? I keep wanting to call it just, Masters. Just call it Champions. Champions. But this is also Champions. This is Challengers. This is Challengers. See, we they gotta change the C names. Anyways. <laughs> at the Champions Tournament, like, we knew Cloud9, they looked best in NA. They were the only ones who made it out of groups. Um... But they they do have, I think, like, a very distinctive play style, and they play very decisively, and they play very much together. And I think as much as I dislike other aspects of Vanity's play, I give Vanity credit for that. Um, and their individual players are really good. Like, Zeppa is excellent. Yeah. Has a really good aim. Leaf can pop off.
1: Leaf's the one that everyone uh, always highlights all the time. What's interesting is yeah. that Zeppa does not nearly get as much credit as as Leaf does. Because Leaf was the one that, had like, he dropped, like, He 30. had some
2: insane game at the point. Really, yeah. He went
1: crazy. And it was, verse, like, good competition, too. And so you look at that, and you're like, okay, he's a fucking star. And they're talking on the desk, like, is he, is he fucking tens? We don't know. Let's find out. Okay. Um, I will say, mm-hmm. though, specifically on this Breeze game, there's an amazing... I think it's the pistol round, maybe. I think it's literally the pistol round right at the opening of the game where... Like they go, they split B through mid, and Vanity gets this really interesting wall that's not this the uh, like a viper wall, not a standard mm-hmm. wall wall, that goes through B, and everyone knows what I'm talking about if they play viper. But instead, he gets it into the arches, so it gives them all this forward ground. And Zeppa goes all the way up there. Here's the drone from Hiko, like walks through the wall, turns to the left, kills. I mean, actually, what like it's
2: not Hiko. He kills one someone on the left first. Well, he kills and then he viper and on kills, the left. Yeah, and, and then, then he, he kills. kills well, Hiko. No, it's interesting
1: because I'm thinking about this because I'm just like. Because now that he go, it was Hiko's drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, because mm-hmm. he goes he on Viper last time, so that's a little confusing. But yeah, most right. stories, um, he gets two out of this incredibly aggressive space taking play. And you just look at that and you're like, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Like, that is insane. And so that's just two kills on his scoreboard, but he started their role here um, with just such an incredible heads up play that, of course, he got a little bit more than you would expect to get. But he took so much space. Like, by the time that, like defense was trying to even get into position. It's like they had no position. They were stuck at the two choke points. They didn't already have the wall position. When you, when you use that wall, you give the wall position back to them. So you take it from them and you give to them in in essence. Um, So more of the story is like, yeah, it, it was insane. And, and so props to him for that. Like, I feel like he's not yet noted, but also he's just been low key innovating fucking KO. Like mm-hmm. for for a bunch of games. Oh, well, yeah.
2: I think KO is another. I think we were talking about it, McCoy, you and I, when we were watching these games, but Hundredth Thieves also seems to go with kind of like more old school comps. Yeah. They haven't really busted out like the new champions yet. Like they didn't play Chamber on this map. They didn't play, Bre- um, what's it say, KO on this map. They didn't play Chamber on the last map. Right. And I'm right. not sure if it's because of like their players aren't comfortable with them yet or if they don't think that they're good, but I think that they're wrong. Yeah. There. likely and i think time may show that so hundred um, thieves it feels to like watch they're play out
1: so again it's it's a lot to do with them switching a bunch of pieces but i will say they are seemingly a step behind mm-hmm. because if you go back like think about uh steel for example he was playing ko uh in tournaments uh right when ko first came out he was mm-hmm. like this guy's broken keep in mind ko's Basically, had no changes. There's been some changes to flashes and how they work, and they do, in fact, buff KO. However, um, in one one of which is making them quiet when they go out. Um, but still, what's really important about KO? Obviously, flashes are good. Is the fucking knife, the denial, the like stopping abilities? Yeah. It's like everybody knew that was going to be insane, and we're just seeing it now. It took a lot of people to. Th- a lot of time to figure it out to start to think in that way like wait well and when it's also should I information
2: be... right like you throw the knife out and it both is like information on if there are people there and it shuts them down it's like i think this weekend at least the games that we watch like ko is used to great what do you call that effect that's the word yep <laughs> thank you i blanked but um i yeah
1: but so hear me out though so hundred thieves right was doing this and they Mm -hmm. were one of the few teams that was doing this thanks to steel and people criticized them for being wrong like ko's actually bad like you're just like adapting to the meta and you know hiko came out and was like you know and he said this about a couple different of their iterations in the past but just like you know we adapted too much to the meta and we think we're just going to start to play our style and and that's going to be strong enough to get us through and i respect this attitude however however it leads to this case where they're behind it. And in this case, no, Mm -hmm. these new characters are actually really fucking good and you do need to be using them and they can fit directly into your style. That's the thing. They can fit directly into your style. I think people just naturally pick up Chamber like it's fucking free. And I think KO takes some understanding of the game, but it's not like he's mechanically difficult to play. Mm -hmm. Just learn some Molly lineups and stuff, cut off some things and learn some knife lineups and you're good to go. And so like, they'll pick them up eventually, I feel like if they choose to. Um, But like, I mean, I imagine you see Chamber all over these games because he's just easy. He's free to pick up. Yeah. Free. He
2: was all over the games this weekend. He was. I think it'll be interesting to like keep an eye on as like the, like the... Not tournament meta. As the... The what is this called it's not a tournament like the circuit thank you like the circuit like meta like develops mm, okay. it'll be interesting if like by the end if chamber is still being played as much but i feel like likely chamber's here to stay like just like ko is i think they're probably going to be standard that's the sense that makes I get. the most sense to me for sure
1: yeah so then is that is, yeah is that enough for it or you well
2: I, I have a transition I
1: was... okay
2: okay you ready for this this is pro so I, I mean, my impression was that was like, yeah, Hunter Thieves looks shaky at best. They look maybe, they aren't totally out of it, I don't think. They need to work on some things. They need to sort their lives off. They need to practice. But Cloud9 continu- like, came out looking like Cloud9, I think, most people expected. They're decisive. They're fast. They play as a team. And I think that at least at this point in NA, that strikes me as a style that's going to dumpster the majority of the other NA teams, including Sentinels, who I think looked... A little bit lost and shaky in their games. Zoe, did you watch Tunic stuff. Yeah, Tunic Not yeah. not as bad as not nearly as bad as Hundred Thieves, right? But I thought that like the 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 grand takeaway from the Sentinels game that we watched was that they don't look quite ready for prime time yet, to me. They looked a little lost. Especially on capture.
0: Yeah, I mean I think, well, Fracture, for one, is like a map that I think every team just, any team that loses on Fracture just <laughs> looks
2: lost. Yeah. I, I that, promise I they think picked, that's
1: though, like, bro. It's, just, it's an awkward thing to be lost in, on your own well, map. Well, that's
2: what made it so interesting because <laughs> True, they, yeah. they did pick it. They were like, no, no, guys, we got this. We've been practicing. And then they they, they did not. They did not got this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting, too, actually. I'm like looking at the score line for
0: Fracture and I'm looking at like the uh, KDAs that each player has and like one of my notes was like I was just like Dapper has been really quiet like all series but, yeah, but he had guy. the most kills on mm-hmm. Sentinels like I mean that's 20 and 18 so like he had the most kills but like yeah it's like I I guess we just didn't really see the like coordinated dominance that I think defined Sentinels Last year in Masters Reykjavik and then, you know, that coordinated dominance started looking shaky, Masters Berlin, and then especially in Champions. Sure. Um, and I feel like Fracture, there was just a lot of, like, I, I'm not even sure what it was. I just feel like a lot of them just got picked a lot of the times. Like, there's a lot of times where, like, Tex would just, like, snipe somebody from across the map <laughs> or, like, SOM would just, yeah. like... Jet knife somebody like I feel like there was a lot of duels that NRG just won out. Uh like one v one duels that NRG was just run uh winning out more than Sentinels that time. Yeah. Like or
1: mm-hmm. that specifically now. Tex was demonic on chamber and getting headshots and getting the fuck out it <laughs> but was it's so crazy. interesting because he
2: actually has a, a worse score line than dapper well, but so, i think yeah. everybody but, but all but of our memories other, were that he was better
1: i agree oh and he definitely i think he was um but click like haven and and bind really quick like i want to see dapper scoreline in those maps
2: yeah I'm bound on
0: 617 so for haven. haven yeah 617 and then bind Middle
2: of the scoreboard,
0: 13-16
1: Yeah.
2: Different types of champions, though. I think it was interesting sure. listening to, like, the casters try and describe Chamber as a sentinel,
1: uh-huh.
2: which is, I'm sure, technically correct. Like, McCoy, like, you love to talk about how good his traps are yeah. and how amazing they are at, like, map control and holding and, like, knowing where things are. And that's totally true. But, like, the man has a, a crazy sniper rifle as yeah. his ult. Yeah. And that that um, one shot headshot, like, sheriff pistol for his... like. I, it's, I don't know if you can really call him a true Sentinel. Whereas the other two champions Dapper played, like, Cypher, that's, that is a Sentinel, I would say.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, like, Cypher, these characters evolve in their play styles. It's, it's always what I talk about with, like, Omen back in the day, where, like, Omen used to be just, like, people play him like his attitude is. Like, his, you know, just, like, whatever, I don't care about my team, like, I'll just backstab or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, at some point... Like the smokers who were playing Brimstone were like, you know, if you just play a defensive omen, it's pretty fucking strong. Um, cool, we'll just take a defensive omen. It's like that. So these characters evolve like through the time and mm-hmm. specifically Cypher has evolved a lot. I would say as a pure sentinel, like someone who just like he holds ground with his gear, it's probably one of the worst at this point in time mm-hmm. um, because there's just so many people that can get over his strap wires and get a free backstab. Um, without alerting you unless you're within earshot. So it's just, like, very awkward. He's Mm kind of like a killjoy in the same way, but a killjoy is, like, way harder to get around. But he still has to kind of be near his traps or else he should be worried that someone's just jumping something. So that's unfortunate. So then he has sort of turned himself into not quite a duelist and really the categories are just not doing anyone any favors like they made these names and yeah now i they're think just that was apparent from listening
2: to the broadcasters trying and figure everything out this i mean weekend. it never
1: made sense to begin with it's all about playstyle. um but yeah like now cyphers traditionally are doing like really weird traps a lot of the time mm-hmm. and just trying to catch people and shoot them through smokes and that's maybe still in that category if you want to consider it um but it's it's much different than like the ground controlling one and so sure you could play ground controlling chamber if you wanted but he also has the jet pick style. Um, with a, it's a little clunkier to set up your teleports, but you can still go seek out fights and teleport out after a pick. So it's like similar to Reyna, and so he has duelist qualities. It's just a slower, less like I explode into your fucking defense like Ray's does, mm-hmm. and more of a I find a clever way to shoot you in the face and get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll go back to that I think when we talk about the TL Gambit series. Like yep. we want, I want to put a yep. pin in that Good. um cuz I do think that was that's a important talking point. Agreed. Um but I mean I I think also another thing I wanted that was you know in my armchair analysis of watching right. Sentinels versus Energy, it to me it looked like sentinels was trying to play as the better team slightly disrespectfully yeah and energy was punishing them for it yeah and then at one point sentinels was like okay we need to straighten the fuck up we need to focus like i i think one moment that was very apparent was like very beginning of haven when shazam just like goes A-long and grabs an orb,
2: like...
1: Oh, I know. With
2: zero... Yeah. That was, yeah. like, one yeah. of he the worst plays we have ever... It was so bad.
1: Yeah, it was really bad.
2: It. I think you're right about that, too, Zoe. Like, when you think about that play, like, why would you do that? It's either just the most YOLO play of all time, or it's I think I'm better than you, and I think I can get away with this.
1: Like, I'm ai
2: i'm gonna win the duel like or something like i i don't even know what it was like i think
0: we all kind of commented on that being like what were you doing yeah exactly and that's what
1: we really should go back and watch because i'm wondering if like he reconned it and the timing to recon or if there was a smoke up or just what led to this because from our perspective it looked it looked just like he just fed essentially um and yeah like you're saying like ego fed
2: yeah Uh, I think this is a great opportunity to say to the people, if you watch this game and remember what happened and why Shazam did that, you should write into the greatest email address of all time. Uh-oh. You want to say it? Uh-oh. Should I say it?
1: Uh-oh. Did we actually make this email address? Oh, God,
2: is it up? It's going to be up by the time this podcast releases because I'm about to pimp it. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. We do, we do have an email, but it's vqmpodcast.gmail.com. That's not the one you should write into. <laughs> Wait, but if it's what if somebody already has it and I say it? We're gonna, can you beep it out after, McCoy?
1: It, you know what? I think you should just write to whoever has this email
2: and just Yeah, tell yeah, yeah. Them. I think that's a great idea. So if we don't have this email address, you're about to email someone else who I assume has similar tastes to us. But um, the email address is, is it, it doesn't jack me or just doesn't jack Nothing me?
1: Nothing jacks me like Valorant. What Zoe. We don't Zoe, know. Zoe,
2: checked the Google We don't know, doc. Alana.
1: You, you didn't find
2: I <laughs> thought I knew and then I choked.
1: Oh, you never knew. There's no way you knew that.
0: Nothing. Nothing jacks me like Valorant at gmail.com. There it is.
2: I'm going to get... I'm going to nail it. I'm going to try again later in the podcast, and I'm, I'll get it the second time.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Moving on. I've derailed that conversation. <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks. You're just... Like, yeah, I think it was supposed just...
2: to be a quick slide in and pimp the socials, and it, it really took a nosedive. Well,
1: there was no way you remembered that. Because, like, without the... Well, no. no one was helping me. Well, nobody remember. It's a... All right. Okay. All anyway, right. Yeah,
0: moving on. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway. So, I, yeah.
0: and I th- I think the other thing I just wanted to say... um and it's something I'm happy to see um but it's also a little worrisome like I wonder how these games Haven and Bind would have gone if tens didn't pop the fuck off
1: well that's the thing (laughs) that's the thing Mm -hmm. right is that like they started playing like they were better than them yep and at some point in time halfway through the series they became better than them
2: well (laughs) tens became better than them
1: uh yeah um but the thing is so so I actually think and I'd love to find this exactly but like I remember when we were watching this game Elena had an off comment just some ram- offhand comment somewhere mm-hmm. um, and she was just sort of like oh they shouldn't offend Tens right there and I was like sitting there like oh that's interesting I wonder if he is getting more confident and like literally like I feel like that was the turning point I think from that
2: Ron yeah, Ron, where, Ron yeah
1: yeah, like he just, he just started tearing everybody apart because he is definitely a confidence player definitely one of those like that like needs to feel like everything's working so he can play his natural game and I feel like his team kind of like lives and dies by him, not just cause he's incredibly good, but also like if his team and he lives and dies by his team as well, like if his team is arguing about what the fuck to do, he can't like be in his like Zen flow state to like kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And so like when they start off on that back foot, I feel like it's really devastating because then like every part of their system just starts to malfunction. But for some reason he just started to personally figure out how to win some fights instead of just dying untraded, alone in fucking tower <laughs> or something. Um, He figured out a way to start killing people, and I feel like it started slow. And then after that, he just just didn't stop. He just didn't stop. And so I think they tried to, like, come in with confidence. Like, we are better, guys. Let's play like it. And they were cold as fuck or whatever, and they didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could have been too,
2: like, we were just saying, like, you know, while cloud I went to some of these smaller tournaments, Sentinels hadn't really played. I mean, hopefully they have practiced and scrimmed. Let's all, we don't really know. Let's hope. Um, (laughs) But at the very least, they hadn't played in, like, a tournament or this type of high stakes game for a while um so maybe they came out cold because they certainly looked it sure um, but even then like haven was close it was a close map i mean yeah. som is also pretty good Yeah, we should give him some credit
1: 100 percent.
2: exactly but both jets had their
0: pop-off moments on haven and they were i mean it was something beautiful to watch but i think like that that confidence gain, game is ultimately key. Like, I think there was another moment on Haven where, like, Tens just aggressively pushes mid and, like, yeah. he just wide swings a guy with jet knives and just executes him right mm-hmm. then and there. Yeah. Like, a, a move that he would never do if he was not, like, yeah, that in that zend out state, like, with yeah, that confidence, I feel.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. And that's, like, so it turns out, like, some players actually never never recover from like the mental like impacts it takes of like being confident in yourself and then not being confident in yourself mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to describe, but it's like the less confident you are in yourself, the more passive you play, and the more passive you play, it pretty much guarantees you to lose like the more passive you play, the more likely you lose. But then you don't gain confidence from the loss and from the devastation that happens Mm -hmm. when you play so passive. Like, if you give up all the angles and you don't know and they surprise you and you have nowhere else to go and you just get run down, which happens all the time, then you're never going to succeed. And so, like, Tenz is one of those people that he just lives or dies by that confidence because it's actually, like, really, really, really strong. But he can only get there when he himself believes that he just can't miss because you can't miss if you wide swing someone in the middle of mid, like even if you're Jet, like maybe you survive, but probably not, Mm -hmm. like probably not against a good team. And so, yeah, like, and I, I think like their whole team is that confidence style team. And I feel like we've seen a lot of instances of them losing confidence, obviously 10 is the most extreme example of confidence. But yeah, I think we've seen a lot of not confident Sentinels and it's been hard to watch. Because um, that, that's what mm-hmm. makes like Dapper run in ahead of the retake for some reason and just like 1v4 and die. And then the retake just like comes in like 15 seconds later slowly and then it all peters out and dies. Like that's just them not being confident that they're on the same page, not being confident that they're doing the right thing. And hesitation gives the opponents like milliseconds that they need to beat you. So it's just mm-hmm. a lot of that. Um, but also on the other side, it's like this is why people think Sentinels could be the best team in the world because you saw the power that they had in the second half of the series, where they just started to bully people. And like, Tenz just started to break people open. And like, Haven was close, but like, Sentinels just broke away with it on the second half. And then Bind was like, Sentinels was online. And so, you look at that, and you look at Cloud9 and their performance too, and you're like, cloud is just solid, man. They're just showing up. They're just mm-hmm. a good team. And then you wonder if like, but if Sentinels was on form, they could probably beat them. And if they weren't on form... You know, it's like so yeah, it's one just, of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I
2: just don't think that they are there right now, and I feel like kind of the narrative that we have about Sentinels from like last season was that Sentinels was really good, and they kind of had a style, and they had a thing, and they when they kind of randomly got tens, they were playing this like kind of balls to the wall sort of um, style, and then I think maybe it's, it has to do with confidence too. I don't know if they lost confidence or they got too wrapped up in winning. And they they had been winning, and they got too nervous about continuing to win. There was too much pressure, but they kind of changed what they were doing, and they really went like full meta, and it just didn't work. It didn't work for them. Like they weren't very yeah. good. Um, they looked lost. They didn't look like they knew what they were doing. And I I guess it, like this series didn't convince me that they're done with that phase. I like agree. it didn't convince me that they had recognized maybe some of the things that were going wrong and had like made some steps to change them. I mean, look, I'm again. They've been practicing. We hope they've done these talks much better than we're doing them right now. But it's but, not just
1: practice. That's but, like the community has no help to give fucking sentiments mm-hmm. because they'll just pressure them to practice more. But it's not about practice. Practice is helpful, but it's about knowing what your issues are and fixing them. Yeah. That is different than practice. And that's why I feel so bad. It's like, I hope they know and I hope they're working on it. Mm-hmm. But you can't guarantee that that, that they do know to be honest
2: right and i'm just this series to me didn't say definitively they know and they're back and they're they're ready to like face someone like cloud nine and have the kind of like decisive play style or understand understand themselves well enough as a team to come out on top of that matchup whereas i think cloud nine's at a point right now where they're very decisive and i think they understand themselves as a team and like what they do well sure and i'm not sure that sentinels does there's also, like, some weird mm-hmm. possibility. They were like, guys, we're not that good at Fracture. It's a league system. It doesn't matter that much. Let's pick it once and, like, play it. I don't, who knows? Who knows what they were thinking? It's probably not that. Um, but, like, that pick worries me. But they weren't very... They picked it, and they weren't very good on it. They looked kind of lost. Haven didn't look super decisive. Bind, obviously, went very well for well, them. Well, because
1: I see the second half of Haven and the first half of Bind were just literally them on a tear between games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Exactly. That being said, I do want to like voice my props to energy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think a, a team that qualifies via, I think this was even open qualifier two that they qualified in, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Um, but I honestly, oh no, it was open qualifier one. There we go. So they did it through the losers bracket mm-hmm. of open qualifier one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I honestly, like, we've heard, I've heard about Hazed from, you know, TSM and everything. But I honestly thought that everybody on this team had a notable moment. Like, as much as we hate his name, like, just saying his name, EU, I think had a lot of very um, clutch Sova darts and Sova alts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. there, I think it was on Haven, but there was, like, one particular, like, Sova alt that he did where he just, like, massacred two people and shock darted another person and just ultimately destroyed <laughs> Sentinel's insane. A take, like, in one go. Um, He's very good at that. We talked about Tex yeah. um, and just kind of what an aim god he is. Android also had a couple pop-off moments. Like, I think Tex and Android together on Fracture yeah. looked really good. Yeah. Um, and then there's Som, and there's SOM, you know, jet pop-off, like. <laughs> yeah, but
1: you know what's so interesting about SOM is, like, I, I like, loved his bind play. He was, like, the reason on bind they were able to stay in this series and, like, almost make something done. Because they got destroyed on one side. It was mm-hmm. terrible. It was, like, 11-1?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess 11-1. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was insane. Um, but then he literally, like, just took them back um, with just getting picks. Uh, and and actually like even on haven too, he was getting picks, and I think his style is like a really i don't know how to describe it it's like a really clean like counter strike op pick style player with jet utility uh and I really appreciate that style I think it's very powerful it's not the same as like these these natural jets in this game that are jumping everywhere with knives and cleaning. I mean it's not that he doesn't do that, but it's just like he's getting his pick, he's getting out like he's trying to play like man up you know advantage situations he's trying to create advantage situations for his team and and I wouldn't say he's just like suicide jump in and die duelist um which is definitely like pretty common and in fact you want to give lay any criticism to cloud 9 it was that yeah sometimes I think it was like zeppon rays was just he was just going in bro he's just going in and and dying um and everyone does that on rays but yeah like this team was mm-hmm. awesome i thought they were very solid they they came uh awake mm-hmm. ready their their shots were good. Their teamwork was good. Their strategy seemed to be solid. And I think they were basically going to win until, you know, Sentinels and Tens went god mode, really. And that's not going to happen every time. And I think, like, as a normal team with not superhumans on their team, they were very, very, very strong. And I think they deserve a lot of respect for that. So, yeah, Echo Sentiment's similar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. So, I mean... I guess like any other those are kind of like I guess the main ones that we watched semi together. Yeah. Um are there any other series that people wanna call out?
1: I would call it the optic series, which mm-hmm. is envy by AKA the way. They've NV. renamed themselves. Yeah, and we can't we don't have to go extensively into this. Um but like it was it was an interesting thing. Yeah, like look at these look at these stats because obviously Ye killed a lot of people. Um he didn't even necessarily have an incredible series he had incredible moments and then he also got picked
2: you know what we should say about this series is that yay played chamber and picked chamber in the first map and yeah. the, the desk was like really ag- they it. were like aghast about it and they yeah i want to they lost the first map right yeah um they lost the first yeah. map yay did not have a good a good showing on chamber and the, at least the analysts in the desk were like very um anti the chamber pick we're not impressed
1: yeah it's interesting like I don't I don't think it's a bad fit for him as a player but I can understand why you'd want to keep him on Jet uh or Reyna yeah. for example. Like I Chamber a great uh character for him. I think the only problem is that if anyone who's played Chamber will understand this it's like you are kind of bound by the duties of the sentinel portion of your character. Like you really do have to put traps around and it involves running around a lot and so You have to like, in order to place the correct traps on some maps for certain strategies, you have to know what the strategy is already, which means your team has to decide that. Mm -hmm. But you pretty much need the whole buy time to actually get everywhere. So it's just a very like thought intensive, like setup intensive sort of thing. And so that's very unnatural and it's very hard for your entry players to get in the right headspace to also then be ready to just come around that corner yeah. with three seconds left and get the perfect headshot
2: and that is a very different role from what he usually does on jet i assume on jet they're like yay, yeah, you point this way okay run and he just yeah. goes
1: yeah i mean but the thing is though like i don't know yeah i get it i i, I he did switch off of it and he did look better on jet yeah,
2: he looked i think more comfortable on jet maybe but i don't
1: think it's like innately a terrible choice for him i
2: don't either i wanted i mean i think it was like worth mentioning th- yeah that he no, did right, that exactly. he tried it i think it'll be really interesting i'd love to see next week if he tries it again or if he just literally never plays chamber again because he got so called out for it
1: yeah the desk was um, on it they man. were it was crazy they were
2: like it is 100 <laughs> percent the reason they lost that map like there is yeah. no other explanation everybody yeah. agreed you need wow. it was like it was rough um so I think that's, like, an interesting storyline to keep or, keep an eye on is if he ever pulls that out again.
1: Yeah, no no mention of Shanks being on chamber. <laughs> like, n- no one cared about that. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting <laughs> just to, like, to see that criticism. Um, he definitely diffed some people at some, as, as Alex would say. He just, like, would walk up and just opt the offer just mm-hmm. in his position, which is a giant advantageous fight for the person holding the position if they're ready. But the thing is they have to, like, stay ready. And so you just, like, walk in and just shoot them. And you just be like, okay. Um and that was pretty insane. But at the same time, like, he didn't take over the whole game. And he sometimes died without a trade. Shocking. Well, I know. But, like, the thing is, I I think all the teams, it's just like Sentinels, Men, and Tens. It's like, the thing is, Ye's, I think, too solid of a player to have as lows as mm-hmm. Tens does. But he also does the same thing that tens does where he's just like i'm so much better than these guys and my team wants me to go in there and open it up i'm just gonna go shoot three people and it's like that is the easiest way to just throw your life away if you aren't just better than him in this one millisecond click off whereas like you know you've seen it there's a lot of his aces are like when he's the last person alive and he's just like the person trading off all of his teammates and he's just headshotting everyone as his teammates are getting shot and like that position is just never allowed to yay in 10s because they always are just entering. And I feel like he entered on chamber like all day long here. And I feel like he, he that was to me where the problems actually were lying. Not chamber specifically, but just the fact that he was just taking the entry fights 50-50 because he's better. And he was better a lot. But sometimes when you go down and it's a 4v5 for your team, that's a hard round to win,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um especially at pro play. Right. So.
2: Exactly.
1: But yeah. But but like shout out so Elena, do you want to shout out uh, Marv?
2: I do want to shout out Marv. I was waiting for my chance. Um, Marv is awesome. Marv is a player I'd like to keep an eye on. Marv rocked people's worlds on Astra, which is pretty unusual. Um, yeah. He just he just looked really good. I don't know. He headshot. So I, look, in Valorant, we're not gonna say that I'm good at the game. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make that claim. But we are... I am going to make the claim that I have a distinctive aim style that I am seeing pop up all over the pro scene right now, which is just aim for their heads. (laughs) Because I can't spray and I don't understand it, but I can aim for their heads and I one click people's heads and that's my only strategy. Again, not good, but that's my strat. And Marv aims for heads and I like that in a player.
1: I respect that. And out of your (laughs) Astro player, he put people down.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very different astro style If like usually you see astros like sit way in the back and like maybe just not be able to kill very many people just generally kind of put you know um yeah be less aggressive and marv just goes out there and headshots people and i enjoyed that to shout out to him
1: yeah yeah awesome i would say uh another shout out player from this series that's worth talking about is uh neptune i thought neptune obviously you can see like go to the all maps or whatever he was the top for for uh whatever this other team is, like Rise Rise. or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And that's nice. uh, But it's also just that, like, he had really high impact. Like, yes, he had high kills, which sometimes, which, you know, sometimes kills are impact, sometimes they're not. Like, for instance, if you already lost a round, kill three people because they're chasing your gun down. That's not really high impact. But he just, like, he produced sequences that were nuts. Like, he was Mm -hmm. just putting people down, like, two, three at a time. Yeah. And putting his team in in insane positions. So it was just, like... It was awesome. Like, he, was, he did great, and I had never heard of that guy yeah. before in any meaningful way, but he took control of this series in a lot of... Like, I wouldn't say he was a superstar of this series, um, but he was a superstar enough times.
2: Yeah, he was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, I mean, Ryze looked good. I mean, sort of similar to what we were saying about NRG. Like, yeah. I think, we, you know, coming in, we didn't watch any or very much of the last catch qualifiers, so I didn't really know coming in, like, what these teams were going to look like, but... Kind of like we said with NRG, like, Rice does not look bad. They look competitive, at least. They look like, yeah. you know, they're not on top right now, but that they might be able to have a chance to beat some of these teams. Um
1: I would just say the aim showcased in this series was delightful. Yeah, it was really. If you really like, clean if you you like almost
2: headshots everyone. and, like, good aim, this is a decent one to watch. That was like the one
0: comment that McCoy sent to me. Like, I wasn't able to watch the series because I was at a Super Bowl party. I was like trying to catch glimpses (laughs) on my phone, and then people would be like, What are you watching? And I'm just like, Oh, you wouldn't
2: understand anyway. I'm watching the Super Bowl (laughs) on my
1: phone.
2: (laughs) I know. It is really like you're that exact stereotype of like the dad at a, I don't know, like their kids' soccer game trying to watch the NFL game (laughs) on their phone. It's just you in a corner watching.
1: Dad, I hit the this ball. I, I hit the ball. It's like, yeah, but if you don't, you don't hit the ball like this guy.
2: Yeah. Have you seen this?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. like... But I will say, like, the few glimpses that I look... Well, first of all, McCoy, like, uh, messaged me, and all he did was message me a soap emoji yeah. for clean. Um, <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, the few glimpses that I got, like, were just, yeah, like, headshot central, like, very clean aim. Like, none of these kind of dirty spray, like... I don't know. Trades back and forth just because of like bullet RNG within smokes. Like it looked like actual like head to
2: head, yeah. You know matchups. Yeah, which, and I which think... cool. talk about a segue. Should we talk about EU? Good, because they aim different yeah. over there, you guys. They do.
1: <laughs> the the aim in EU was looking clean as well. I thought
2: because I think look, we're we're NA people. We're from the NA region we're NA fans, we'd like to follow that scene. So we watched a lot of NA games this weekend, but I think probably if pressed, if you asked any of us, which um, scene is better, I I would say EU. Mm-hmm. I think we'd probably all say the EU. You mean Chronicle scene? I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the scene of Chronicle. Chronicle <laughs> yes. looked so fucking good. Yeah. That man Let, let's fucking talk yeah, has let's, a name yes. that I am envious of. I mean, yeah,
0: let's H- do how'd it. How'd the series go for you, yeah. so?
1: was, was this some fire shit?
0: this this was the very first game of even just valorant that i watched in a while because emea airs before na and team liquid versus gambit was the very first game so you know it's 10 a.m eastern and i pull up the stream and i go to watch it and i was not disappointed it was some really great valorant um I think there's always like the questions of teams that dominate in the past. Can they still do it? Do they still have that mojo? Do they yeah. still mm-hmm. have that secret sauce? And Gambit looked fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, They really did. All of all of EMEA. Like, so I, I did want to call out. Like, first of all, e- EMEA's production is like already tears it better. Than it's NA, so much better. Because they're, like, what in is going studio on? And everything. Mm-hmm. I I think it's because they're in studio, but also I. I don't even know, like EMEA also had a, like, it's not like really a music video, but they had like this montage at yeah. the beginning where yeah. they like play the song and they have footage of like players in the studio, like, you know, acting like their agents that they play, like they're sitting in groups, they're like mouthing the words to the song in some cases. And like, NA just doesn't have that. And I'm sure they don't have that just because... A their qualifier didn't end until much later, right. mm-hmm. and therefore they couldn't get everyone in the studio. But I just think it's extremely helpful for EMEA to like do that, just because I don't know. Even some of these teams that I don't know, like Ludon United or like Navi, like I know what some of their players look like because of that montage. And meanwhile, NA is just like showing footage of Hiko clutching, and they put the words Hiko. On that. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, I know what Hiko looks like because he streams, but like I don't like they don't have any of that same footage. But I did want to call out uh in that kind of video montage, there's a lyric that's just like, I'm here for the crown, and they flash Gambit up and like yeah. shit, and I was, like yeah, points yeah. to his head or something, and I'm just like, that's intentional. I yeah. mean, that yeah. Hype, yeah.
2: So I'm glad you're calling it yeah. out, because that, that hype video was so good. It's well done. And it I just we don't have to dwell on this forever, but it makes it look like EA or EMEA is like a legitimate professional scene, and like NA are a bunch of kids with webcams just dicking around and I mean, like it's just not yeah it's not comparable they had boaster like with a ukulele singing at the beginning and then they had this amazing yeah. hype video and then they yeah. cut to like a desk and analysts, yeah. and they're all there and it's just it's just why so it, much better
1: why, why are riots esports fighting each other that's what i want to know and why yeah, are they like <laughs>
2: why but like seriously why do they not have similar production value
1: i i have no idea and i
2: don't know if you notice but um ea also had some like nice um like overlay touches that a I don't bunch. think that NA has. Yeah. Um, like they have up at the top right for these matches, they had like what the current map was and then what the next maps were going to be. And they would have who picked them, which is like one of those things that every time we watch a series, we're like, what's the next map? Who picked this map? Cause you can never remember. Yeah. And I just fixed that shit. And so NA's I wonder- over there with uh, their dicks out, just being like, well, we got a webcam. <laughs> yeah. Silly's dog is on, which I love. Uh-huh. We should keep that part. Yeah. But, like, get it together.
1: Vansillia's dog should be holding a sign that shows who picked which That's,
2: and then <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I will pay. That's a great idea.
1: No, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. And it's, like, I wonder if it was, like, okay, giving everyone the most amount of credit possible,
2: mm-hmm. here's,
1: here's how some of this might have gone okay, down. Okay, here's
2: the best-case scenario.
1: I, I'm not typically a best-case scenario person, but, like, maybe, like... The EA touches, the garnishes on the UI and stuff are, are literally- EA, not EA
2: games. Oh my God,
1: you started saying that <laughs> Sorry, did I fuck me...
2: it up in the middle of that? Yeah. I was trying really you hard said to say EA like E-M-E-A? four times and I just I
1: couldn't, I couldn't.
2: Well, I was trying to say it transition from EU yeah, to EA. Yeah, I don't E-M-E-A. want to say EMEA. I don't
1: give a fuck about EMEA. They can Just say EU. E-U. Okay, well, we'll I say that literally helps don't me give a fuck. lot. Because
0: not, not the NA player, EU. My I know exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: God. See, there's, there's no escape. Dude, they should seriously stop that person from having his name be eu because that is just not right <laughs> they, but you know what they did instead they just passively changed eu to emea <laughs> they just didn't want to like they like they changed the name of their whole shit because this one guy that's ridiculous because th- <laughs> anyways <laughs> yes um but wait, wait before we get off that tangent did you see the map that someone painted of like by the way all the regions represented in emea and it was like the world
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it wasn't exactly. It was, but it was well, so Russia,
1: much. Russia's R- giant, though.
0: Yeah, is, like giant. So clearly, it's gonna look like Emea's giant as well. Ugh. Yeah,
1: but I do wonder if like the touches that they had in the UI were like, were the people literally at the EU broadcast? And being like, okay, I'll just draw it on screen. Like, I'll just... Like, it's, like, their own creation. Like, they just got creative in the moment and they added their own flair. And, like, in the days leading or something, you know? And they didn't talk with anyone in NA. And so it ended up being like, oh, no, this is just, like, a nice touch we wanted to put on. As opposed to, like... I mean, I I guess they're just... They are not required to, like, help each other in any way. There's, like, no standardization of it. It's just odd.
0: There, there might be, yeah. like... At least I know with League of Legends... um, LEC has, like, a different marketing group than LCS. Like, they're run by different companies, and therefore, like, LEC's production just looks so great because they have, like, marketing consultants that, like, also work with Premier League soccer and everything. Like, it's a big marketing score that they got over there. Like, I don't know if maybe it's the same for Valorant. Um, I also think maybe another part of it is just, like, emea valorant has hosted events now they were able to build a stage and studio rather quickly i probably due to covid regulations like being slightly slightly more lax out in that region like Mm -hmm. i think out in california was probably really hard for it's probably is very hard for them to maybe try and get a studio built and like get I don't know, permits and shit. I don't know what California real <laughs> estate entails. Don't ask me. But, like, no. it does make me wonder. And I think maybe we would start seeing in-studio, like, once NA hosts a world's event uh, or, like, a, cr- a cross-regional tournament of some sort. I hope. If if all of these cross-tournaments are in Berlin, then we're in trouble. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, well, especially because, yeah. like,
1: now we've just been sort of, like, quietly served, like, a ridiculously long online league like am i right to say that none of these teams are going to play in person against each other in any sort of even faux land environment for many weeks i think so right i
0: i I think so like i think a lot of them are just in their own practice facilities Mm -hmm. and whatnot for a lot of these so Um, yeah yeah. i mean because
1: like because this you know this is keep in mind right like we have to talk about the potential this this is in place of the tournaments that we could have had um but you got to understand that world politics are are ever changing
0: Mm -hmm. right (laughs) you know (laughs) right. world situations are ever changing as well so it's i'm glad that we get more valorant and if it has to be this like lan you know lan kind of format then i guess so be it it'll just be very interesting to see you know once cross-regional like in-person events start up again we've seen that difference you know uh lan players versus stage players yeah um so, yeah, I think that will be one thing. But, yeah, I guess case in point, EMEA production Amazing. loads better. I, I think a lot of it has to do with that studio that they have over there. And just, can we not just I don't build a studio? Also like... Like... Well, it
2: doesn't, I mean, doesn't Riot have League of Legends studios? I wonder yeah, if it could work out. They some. They some kind of, well, I guess League of Legends must be on, like, the same days. I can't imagine League of Legends is like, we're using yeah, it they Monday, are. Tuesday, and you guys can have it Friday, Saturday.
1: Look, it's like it's like exactly. I don't want to, like, I, I think we're, like, we're big brained it a bit too much. It's mm-hmm. like, if I were riot exec, I'd be like, I don't understand what's happening, but we're going to go figure out what they did and we're going to do what they did. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> just copy them, bro. Their homework is insane. Um, uh, But yeah, it is. And like, even they're trying to do webcams and shit. I'm like, Oh look, the players. I forgot about the fucking players. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was nice. Um, yeah. Dude, I will say,
2: who was it? Nevera's webcam is like literally just one one of his eyes. It's like the closest web. <laughs> go back and watch it. It's yeah. like the closest one of his eyes I've ever seen.
1: Somebody's got to get on that. You
2: could see, you could tell that like Team Liquid was
0: just like, "Hey, we'd like to have player cams for this." And Nevera's just like, "I don't know, I don't like it." And they're like, "No, you just literally just have to turn it on. You don't even have to like put yourself in frame." And he's just like, "Okay." okay. <laughs> it just Makes yeah. it the most skewed it could be.
2: Well, and then for <laughs> um, Gambit, it was just Redgar and Nuts, And McCoy made, I think gate very funny joke that like we had to have red guard because everyone has to see how he plays because his, see his
1: back's okay we just need
2: to watch his back while he plays because it's so wild sure they sent
1: him a webcam just for that yeah Like, look,
2: you're half the entertainment (laughs) value of this whole thing is just watching you.
1: Well, your team just silently stomps everyone. (laughs) So we need need a little bit more flavor. But yeah, they looked really strong, like getting back to it. And specifically, we were calling out Chronicle during the previous tournament um, as it was going Mm -hmm. on. But specifically, he had some pop-off moments that made people kind of wake up to him. And he played, obviously, it's early on, right? Just one series. He played like this was his fucking team. Like, yeah. he was the yeah. far away star of this game in yeah, both maps. Yeah, he was, maps, like, lights
2: was... out. Dude, he was this lights so out on good. fucking, what is that, Viper? Yeah, He was lights out on Viper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is insane.
2: <laughs> yeah, at one point I said it, it is Marved vibes, crazy. but I think Chronicles so much better than Marved. Sorry that I go for it. Well, I was going to say, like, the the one kind
0: of statement that I actually would not put into question so far is when people are like, Chronicles the best player in the world. I look at that and I'm like, meh. Actually, I'll entertain that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he looks really fucking good at what he does. Um, And it only seems like he's getting hotter. Um, And he tweeted out afterwards girlfriend buff buff is real so you know congrats chronicle
2: (laughs) for getting a girlfriend and getting a girl he got his tension (laughs) out and he's just
1: like i how could i have confidence issues like i've got a girlfriend like it's over
2: that's beautiful yeah it's a beautiful love story
0: (laughs) someone should write a rom-com about that
1: whatever she's doing i don't know
0: then then starzo responded saying anything for you baby so maybe it's sarcastic i i take everything too literally on twitter
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the most hilarious shit is like you got to be careful, because that's, that's the boomer. That's the boomer attitude. It's just it's like, believing. I it saw some shit on Twitter, and it was literally exactly this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But anyway, I will call out, though, at least with this first map of Icebox, um, yeah. interesting development, Nats being on Sage yeah. instead mm-hmm. of the Viper. So Viper's now on Chronicle. He seems to be and fine And then that. Redgar... Yeah. I was gonna say, and now Redgar is the Sova. So usually what we we would see instead is Chronicle on Sova, right. um, Nats on Viper, and then uh Redgar usually plays Sage. So they swapped those roles around a bit. And I think this was talked a little bit in some like other analyst desks and everything, but I feel like a lot more um, of these like top fragging players or like most uh, high impact players are playing the sage just because they have realized the value of keeping a sage alive long enough to res people.
1: Yeah, and um, to get mm-hmm. kills to farm and the old as well. Yep.
0: Exactly. And so that is what they've entrusted with Nats and it seemed to work really well. I mean, I it looked like a very one-sided series that first i think tl was able to bring it back in with their attack side a little bit Mm -hmm. um but also gambit has just kind of continued to build upon what makes them a scary team in the first place which is just defo being in your face in places where he should not be and just killing you and dashing away and you don't even have time to think uh chronicle one tapping people you know and then like Nats, red garden uh shade like also fragging out and doing really well but kind of just like supporting like chronicle and defo almost in some ways i i feel yeah they were just like, kind of mm-hmm. like the pack it looked really good it's
1: like defo's the front of the pack yeah. and then it's like they're the pack and then chronicle is like watching like anti-lurk across the map with like viper yeah. and then he like walks into a gets two picks and was like guys you want to come here
2: <laughs> like, yeah and, yeah, and like you're play. like excuse
1: me how did viper just kill two people and you know it's one of those things where it's like I think, okay, here's a strange concept, but, like, maybe it takes the best player in the world to play Viper well, and these smoke characters mm-hmm. well. Because, think about it, right? If you play it, like, just the abilities, then you get the standard value that everybody in fucking SoloQ gets, too. I mean, you could do better abilities if your teammates know more about them and you have, like, better practice and stuff. But if you go, like, 6 and 20, that's really hard for your team to win, Right. You did cover their back and stuff for a lot of fights, but they have to generate your kills in their squad through the utility. And so then the reason why people do that, though, is because if you die with utility, then it goes down and you, like, let's say you don't get a kill or whatever, then you extra fuck your team. And all of a sudden they're getting farmed because they can't block from any angles and they have no utility to protect them. So it's, like, kind of created these really passive controller players. But... Every controller player knows, God, this game would be a lot easier if I could just get a couple more kills. Like, if I get a 2K there, instead of being, like, late to this rotate, like, oh, I'm gonna be insane. And he, in this game, was like, okay, so I'm basically never gonna die. Like, look at this. Least deaths and most kills. He's playing this, like, some... (laughs) This this cannot be sustainable. Mm -hmm. This is... I mean, listen, I love Chronicle. There's no... If he does this consistently, I don't think they can lose. Like, imagine if you're fucking... Your smoke player is literally killing everyone, and you get to have all the other utility and everything else, and like squat up and do all sorts of others. It's just it's insane. Like imagine if if Defo goes off harder, or if like Shadows, who is usually just pretty consistent, and never really goes off, but imagine if he just did. Um So it's it's, it's it was insane. We'll mm-hmm. see. I don't I don't know. I, yeah, truthfully, if they can continue to to have you him have on to that think role, he'll right? cool
2: off at some point. This is the long. Yeah. It's a long. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Here, like if this was a tournament. Right? And, like, this game had been day one. I think you'd be like, well, Chronicle's on fire for this tournament. He's gonna nail us. But, I I don't know. Well, well who knows? Maybe he right. is just that good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only time will tell. I think just the only thing I want to call
0: out is their, like, winning round that they should not have won, in my opinion, because it was an eco. The 2v4? Um, the 2v4, one of all, like, Chronicle on the <laughs> off. Yeah. And then it was Nats. And, like, I, I think uh, the... Uh, the shoutcaster tom said it best where he's just like how dare you yeah, yeah. <laughs> That you can just waltz into a site 2v4 and win that like because it was just really funny hearing the commentary they were just like oh okay you know what gambits and shambles well they have another round to work with okay we'll save the op we'll go wait no th- they're going in nope chronicle gets one chronicle gets yeah. two wait a 3rd Fucking the, hell. to go for it yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: i know i i like moments that it, it seemed to genuinely anger the casters which i i can get on board with i think that's fun
1: so they're yeah <laughs> i totally like they're they're trying to establish the the general sentiment the meta like the percentages mm-hmm. and stuff like that and 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 they do that essentially like because it's important to teach people who are watching that that's what it is, but also to highlight a play like this. Well,
2: and it's probably right most of the time. Most oh, of is. the time it's probably right there, but maybe Chronicle was like, "Look, boys, I am feeling myself. I'm going in," and he was right too in that moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure someone just told him like, "We have enough for a buy next time, whatever." Yeah. And but the thing is, like, that's the mindset of a winner, is to do that, and it can bite them and it can make them mm-hmm. lose. But that is a confidence play of, like, fuck your stats or whatever. Team Liquid's kind of shook. Like, what if we just put him down? Yeah. Like, what if we just catch him holding angles and I've got an op? And it's just, like, that is just the sort of, like, breakthrough the expectations sort of play that, like, you kind of look at it both ways. You're like, wait, like, does that make sense? How do I think of Gambit after this? Is that a bad thing that they did that? Like, is that strategically an error? And to me, I think it's just another sign that they are not just a standard team. They are willing to, like, take risks, do things, make plays. And they're just – just—they're. I think they're just on another level in terms of, like, mindset and stuff.
2: Yeah, but I, so one thing I wanted to, to shout out about Gambit and, like, that I noticed about is that the casters. And I think when we had seen them last time, like, Gambit traditionally has sort of, like, a very slow, maybe, like, defaulty. But, like, they just – they take their time. They're very slow. Um and that was like not at all true at the beginning of icebox like they they were running in and wrecking people if i remember right but i think that there's that rule that like you have to know to, like know the right way before you can like do it the wrong way or like make choices you know what's that there's a phrase about this
1: i have no idea fuck know the wrong way before you can do it the right i way. i
2: know what you, know you know mean. What I mean there's there's a <laughs> phrase about it like you got to follow the rules and then you can break the rules something like that yeah. and i think that gambit like to me like so clearly understands and has like a really um, excellent base understanding of the game and of their own team and like the plays they want to make. That they're at a point right now where they can just they can break that, and it can really throw other teams off. Because if you don't, you know, I think they were saying, like, you don't expect them to be there or to do that. Like you wouldn't expect them to be like running down mid. That's not really their style. But then when they do it, you get fucked up. Yeah. And it's kind of same thing with that chronicle play at the very end of like you wouldn't expect them to do that. In a lot of ways, they maybe shouldn't do that, but they're so good and they have such a good understanding of like the strategic trappings of the game that they can now break those rules and do what they feel is right.
1: Sure.
0: They just seem really good. Right. Basically. And
2: yeah, they, they seemed really good.
0: And I think just their overall team cohesion and communication just really, really shows in a lot of these maps. Um, just in terms of how they trade aggro off of each other, how they peek together. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that 2v4 was not just Chronicle popping off. It was also Nat's like drawing fire to him. So then a player would have to like be flushed out of cover and, you know, Chronicle can then op mm-hmm. him. Like it was very well coordinated. It just, to me looks super scary because it's just like, okay, like, Basically, whenever any two players of Gambit are alive, they can just work together, like, mind meld into some, yeah. like, mega beast yeah. or something yeah. like that. It looked it looked terrifying. And it's, like, this is not to downplay anything that Team Liquid did on this map, really. Like, I actually think Team Liquid played well. I just think Gambit, honestly, just looked <laughs> so, yeah. like a... Oh much I don't know, Gambit was winning out with the duels and I think Team Liquid just wasn't really prepared for that kind of play style with Gambit. Like you had your Yampi and Scream pop offs occasionally, but like they were not nearly as like monumental or like game changing as a lot of what Gambit's rounds were. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like individually, like it felt like there was a lot of strong plays from Team Liquid, but it's just like when you guys talk about like breaking through the like expectation and like, you talk about like there's how they have a solid foundation and that's why they're able to do it. Like Team Liquid also has, I would say, for the most part, a solid foundation. But I feel like Gambit's just so much more advanced than them
2: mm-hmm. that
1: they can see Team Liquid's construction and they can like almost like counter it in a way. It feels like they are specifically like attacking what Team Liquid mm-hmm. is because they know what it is. And, yeah. And that's why it's like they they found like openings in Team Liquid that you're just like, Well, Jesus Christ. And they're like, Well, Jesus Christ And they just sort of like fell yeah. over and died. But that didn't mean that they were bad. It's just meant that the read from from Gambit and the way they played against them was just so on point here. Well
2: and I think McQueen, you were pointing out when we were watching this game that they sort of potentially like can like conditioned Team Liquid too to their way that they wanted to play the T side, where they started off playing kind of like more spread out and defaulty, more of that like Gambit slow, and then they at some point, they just started, like, hard-hitting sites. Yeah. And Team Liquid was... You could see them, if you were, like... When you watched the Minimath, like, you could see them be, like, kind of, like, visibly shaken and not sure where to go and not sure what to do. And Gambit was just running in and rocking their worlds as they just fully, like, five-man charged. Well, Chronicle was probably holding, like, some kind of crazy yeah, flank, yeah, But, yeah, like, four-man four just, like, yeah. ran into a site. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you could kind of see that it threw Liquid off their game. So...
1: Yeah, well, they, they like... Yeah, and they did some, like, weird splits and stuff. They just did stuff at the beginning when it was, like, really back and forth. I think it was, like, 3-3 at the beginning or something like that. It was very back and forth. And this was, like, you didn't notice it until afterwards. Um, But it's, like, that was them conditioning, like you're saying. And so they created that sort of more traditional EU, like, split defense where you're really spread around Icebox. NA doesn't really do that. They just stack sites because they're, like, mids confusing. I don't really get it. I don't really (laughs) like it. Um, Let's just hit A, like, phase 17 (laughs) times in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like... That's a metaphor. For a reason. It's incredibly hard to defend an A hit. It's very uncomfortable to hold the A site. I w- I would personally say it is the worst site in the game. In my opinion, probably. <laughs> mark. I hate every position on the whole site.
2: McCoy <laughs> so, does not like icebox very much.
1: I love the I love icebox, except I hate both sites, and that's like a problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The sites are
0: kind of a part of the game,
1: (laughs) believe slightly important. I don't know why people keep walking here, man. This train is messed up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but the point is just the like, look, like they conditioned them to have the more like spread style and then they started hitting these different sites. And that's just a really, really scary thing because then you're walking into a, they have like two people there, you pushed them back with your utility. Then there's like a third person there. And there was a lot of times where you saw even four defense people from team liquid all stuck like in the sort of like rotate position around screens and like back like back underneath the the rafters. And so you're just sitting there like, there's not really much creativity for them here. Like they don't really have a good backstab because their flank's being watched really well. And so it's just kind of like, they're just going to die slowly. And and Gambit just knew it. They were just sitting there holding their double angles, just waiting for people to walk in and just mowing people down. And that has nothing to do with your individual skill as a player. If you're a team liquid, it's just like you were out, strategically played and you're in a bad angle and they have people here and so Mm -hmm. you're fucking dead and so and it wasn't
2: like gambit was missing defo did one did miss he did whiff something real hard at the end end of breeze right (laughs) it wasn't at the end like near the end of breeze i think he 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 whiffed a backstab real bad it happens um yeah but i mean here's the thing so
0: like i guess if we move on to that breeze map which is just i like the scoreline says 8 to 3, however, I think that this map just showed Gambit's utter dominance mm-hmm. with the map, and probably why Team should maybe start banning it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, what what were the picks and bans? Does it say here? Gambit banned Haven. Team Liquid yeah banned yeah. Fracture. Okay, so go figure. Yeah. Um I mean, there's definitely a reason Gambit will always pick Breeze. And I think it's because of that conditioning factor that you said that just they they would always just end up um, like hard hitting sites. And then there'd be other rounds where they throw out all the utility as if they're about to hard hit a site again. And then instead, they're like hard running down mid to get a backstab yeah. on Ace. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was absolutely insane to see. I think, though, if I want to be critical, I want to call out Team Liquid's composition for Breeze. I actually honestly hated mm. it compared to Team Liquid's style. Um,
1: and so why? Tell me why. Like, I'm curious. I...
0: Okay, so what I have here. So for one thing, I think, and it's always a big thing about Chamber versus Duelist, like a Duelist. Sure. I think in this one, Yompi needed to be on a jet. Mm. Um, I think he was very good on CT side on the chamber because he could honestly just sit on a site and hold an angle with the chamber up and make an impact. However, when you compare that to Defo on the jet, like Defo was able to like just hard hit areas, aggressively push and have a dash. And sure, chamber has that teleport, but Yompi wasn't using the teleport quite like that. Yeah um on either side um and i just think i don't know having that mobility of a jet and just that the kind of like balls to the wall play style like i don't know if maybe yampi is the only person on liquid currently who can play a chamber well but like i thought the combination of chamber and jet for gambit was just deadly just that duo in general um Additionally, I didn't, like, scream on the sky all that much. I think they needed to have an initiator, kind of like a Reyna or something like that. Now, I don't know if Reyna's actually good on Breeze, but, like, I, I didn't think he was able to really show off how good he is as a player when he was on the sky and having to maneuver, like, flashes and dogs and healing and all this stuff. Like, he wasn't able to actually have that crisp, like, headshot, and I think he was caught with his pants down a lot because he had utility out. Trying to like stave off a push or like hold something,
1: yeah. And if you think about those two in combination, it's like maybe they're thinking like Sky can help, and like Sky and Chaos Flashes specifically can help get Yampi in there. But he, he, like Chamber's not the Jet, you know what I mean? He's not the Rays, right. he's not the Reyna. Like, he has his own strengths and they are strong, but they are not just because he has duelist tendencies doesn't mean he's really like a duelist, he can do it. But especially on a map like Breeze, like being able to dash to like skip some points of combat and get to a like a, a forward position when covering a smoke is just just insanely strong. Just insanely strong. Yeah. And Chamber cannot do that. He can leave, but he cannot go forward. So yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah And like maybe see if they did something a little different, like maybe Scream could be a supportive player, but like put link on a duelist or something i know that sounds silly but like if they
0: link on the sovo is weird as well yeah because yeah, usually soul is on that sova and instead they had soul on the ko i think
1: link um, is like better yeah. than people give him credit for and i think he's better mm-hmm. than the roles that they give him in team liquid and i just feel like he could kind of be unleashed on different roles so i'm like if you want to make scream supportive because he doesn't feel like he needs to care on a particular map i'm totally cool with that but i feel like you really need to like maybe substantially change things and such like maybe nevera needs to be running it like someone else needs to be like point man and it Mm -hmm. needs to be like noted um yeah yeah i agree like you can play a slower style on some maps um that doesn't involve just like jet jetting in like that's jetting in is one way but it's like it just feels like on breeze in particular i think the rounds are just they take too long to set up that you like you need to have explosion when you actually are there Mm because like so many breeze rounds in all the series we watched were like coming down to the wire and it's like it felt Mm -hmm. like they lacked explosion um and and it's it's sort of the way you're talking about so i i yeah i agree um
0: yeah right it, like, makes sense why they took as many rounds as they did CT side. So, like, you know, the scoreline, like I said, 8 to 13. Seven of those rounds, though, that Liquid one were on that CT side. When it actually came to them needing to aggress themselves, they just kind of honestly looked lost. Mm. And Gambit just was capitalizing off of that. Like, I was very impressed with just how unpredictable Gambit was this map. Just in that, like, I don't know, Scream would, like, dog into B site. they shoot the dog and then just hard swing yeah and just shoot them in the face and like you could just tell liquid was not expecting that sort of aggression but like that's what defo does he basically will just hard swing try to like either spray or op shot and then he'll dash away and chronicle was doing the exact same thing on the on the chamber and like it was i mean considering that like Chronicle had an op by round yeah. three
2: because he had like farmed his ultimate because he had an ace. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I was like, shouldn't we also acknowledge like Chronicle opened with an ace mm-hmm. on their defending side, which is pretty wild.
1: Yeah, on the second round, right. the anti eco ace, but still, it's a little
2: bit of like a confidence shaker.
1: Well, and he literally like powered he powered like their economy for so long. They were able to try so many things and and keep doing different looks. And Mm -hmm. it's not like Gambit succeeded at every look that they took. They actually like definitely did get overpowered on a number of rounds, but it just felt like they were relentless and they were like winning this war of attrition. And they were like, okay with losing Mm -hmm. some. And sometimes that's what uh, T sides are. Like on, on sided maps where the other person has an advantage. And in this case, it felt like Gambit completely had an advantage on their defense side. So then on their attack side, they're not supposed to win everything and, like, run away with the game. They're just trying to get as many rounds for buffer as they can. And it looks like they got way more than they needed. Way more. Mm -hmm. But on the first Mm -hmm. half, you're like, this is a competitive game. But if you think of it now looking at it, looking at what the CT side was going to become, it was not a close game.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Um And then I just wanted to shout out, like, Nats is on the Viper again. Oh, no, he has to deal with utility. Well, don't worry, because K.O. has a nullifier, which takes down the utility. So, therefore, Nats doesn't have to worry about smoke and can just shoot Yeah, did you see that
1: round? It was so hilarious. They disable (laughs) Viper, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll just have to shoot him. And he gets 2K instantly. (laughs) And you're just sort of like... Is and that's like, dude. I had literally thought this when KO came out. It's like, is it actually buffing people to stop so them not, from pulling yeah. their goddamn abilities out and letting me just shoot them for free? And I think it's a, it's a, it's a give and take. If you if you disable them at the right time, it is definitely good for you, no doubt about it. That's how everyone plays it. However, yeah, it is hilarious to watch people be reminded that they can shoot people and then shoot people really well and win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just a funny moment I thought because it was just like. I feel like if we had Nat's point of view, it would have been like, well, shoot, I guess I can just wide swing on and kill them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, shot. Oh, Guys, bees yeah, open. Yeah, exactly.
1: I killed him. I <laughs> no, seriously. A hundred percent. And like, I don't know. It's, so I will say the thing about Nat's is so interesting is he's clearly good at aiming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but he's always playing these muted roles. And I was very excited for his Sage at first. And he did do, I think, a little bit better on Sage in terms of being unleashed and getting kills. But- I still feel like they've put him on these, like... Like, Sage is not that far from Viper. Especially if it's Icebox where you're planting and you're... They did not... He did not personally get punished nearly as much. I, one of the criticisms for me for Team Liquid is that they need to be punishing that Sage wall going down on B when the attackers are going in and they throw that standard Sage wall to plant. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be breaking that shit immediately. And if you do, that planter is as good as dead. He, he just hopes he got the plant. Um. So, like... You're just sitting there, and you're like, okay, Nats is still on a character that has to do these things that potentially are going to get him killed without his opportunity to shoot anybody, because um, they're running the bomb around and walling and stuff like that. So it's just like, I think that the Sage was an attempt to unleash him a bit, but I still, I still think there's more room that they could potentially, if they need another look, which obviously they don't, um, but if they needed another look, they could look to potentially unleash him a bit more, too. So I think, we'll, looking throughout the season, I'm curious to see if there's any maps where they put him on something even more aggressive still Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when you can really get a test for Mm -hmm. for his aim and stuff because people talk about it right but he's on viper
2: yeah but it also and like if you look at gambit as a team like the person that they really need to keep free is obviously chronicle right and then i don't know then it's everybody on that team has good aim yeah except for maybe defo
1: I think Defo has good aim. I think
2: he does too. I was just making fun of him because he whipped that yeah. one time.
1: No, Defo's like kind of the <laughs> chaos agent that they kinda like need a bit. Because like Shados is just like a consistent killer, but he's not he's not necessarily very good for, I would say, like multi kills. Now he is he does get multi kills um sometimes, especially when it's on like the reina and stuff. But like you can see, okay, there was this there was this 1v2 where it was like Link, like, get he's he's on the attack side. And it's Shadows alive and it's Nats alive on the defense. And Link, like, stealths out with the bomb from A, rotates all the way to B, plants it, and then goes up to the second story. Mm-hmm. And is, like, chilling in there. And, like, he hears them, like, running through spawn or whatever. And then he, like, peeks out to try to shoot someone and does this, like, really cheeky peek. And he sees, like, Nats running away and Shadows like, looking straight at him, basically. And so you're like, okay, cool. And then so what does Shadows do after that? Shadows just stands in the open and just holds that guy like, come out motherfucker. And Nats has to, like, run back to be like, oh, shit, I'm helping my teammate. Because it's like, Shadows doesn't really stop when he sees you. He just shoots you or dies. Um, And I think he's pretty good at that style. But it's like, you know what I mean? He's not going to drop, like, 30 or 40. He's just going to, like, put down some people a lot Mm -hmm. when needed and then die. And great soldier. Great soldier in that way. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good supporting role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you saw that on Breeze, too. I feel like he held the exact same angle on B the entire time. And like every single time, Liquid would be like, he's always here. You know, he's always here. But like it would always at least be a one to one trade. But sometimes it would be like a three to one yeah. trade with Shadows, like just mowing them down. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> I will never move from my position. Yeah. <laughs> this is my post. I, I
1: kind of love that. that sort of like I am immovable attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it works really well in this team. It's just so interesting because like, you know, Def was just creating all this craziness and is like all over the place and insane. And then Chronicle, Chronicle was literally like a fisherman, but he just, every time he pulled his fucking line back, it was a 2K.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Two for zero. Well, he had it a lot of 2Ks. It was dude. ridiculous
1: unbelievable there was one round where chronicle goes fishing he gets a 2k and then, i don't remember who else was it was it fucking think depo it was, maybe or? i thought it was
2: nat's maybe, maybe
1: nat's not yeah yeah exactly it was nat's gets a 2k by his wall and they just literally four for zero to cross the map
2: and i think it was like <laughs> the yumpy who was like left a lot it was like 30 seconds it was crazy fast too yeah it was like everybody from team liquid like ran in i think it was ran to the a site i want to say yeah chronicle and Nats both right. get 2ks and then Yumpy's just like, team, what yeah. the? Like it was just, yeah. it was, it was just over, <laughs> guys. I'm on chamber. I can't go
0: forward. I can only. He just go teleports back. out like, Fuck. oh cool. I'm
1: gonna save. Like yeah, yeah. like it was. Dude, it was <laughs> devastating. Like talk about being shook. Fastest so. save in the West. Yeah, yeah. Gambit came up with a lot of two Ks, and they had one really beautiful setup that the the casters commented on, rightfully so. It was absolutely beautiful. Where, like, okay, it was like, yeah, Chronicle pushes mid up to the to the Viper wall, and this is, he's on defense. Mm -hmm. He pushes mid up to the wall, and then he has his TP so he can like get out, and he's like ready to be pushing mid, which pushing mid as defense is pretty aggressive. Um, And then Defo is pushing down the halls, kills someone, then jet dashes into the escape route, like hatch, out into mid, which makes noise, right? As an escape. So he gets his pick and then gets out. And then another person's like, well, fuck this guy. He's lit, I'm gonna try to hunt him down. Walks up to try to kill Defo, and then Chronicle comes out, having already pushed through mid in an unsuspected position, and kills him. What I think he ends up getting traded for that, but if he, if they don't have the awareness to trade him right there, that is the start of a 2 for 0 like you've never seen. Like, I'd say that it was as good as you could possibly ask of a setup, and it got them a 2 for 1, which is excellent, mm-hmm. but it was this close to being a 2 for 0, um, or even a 3 for 0, and so it's just like, oh, that, that's a really good setup, and really coordinated, and just really well thought out, and that's some sort of shit that the motherfuckers not be up to that shit (laughs) like they are not ready uh for that so yo shout out to them Uh, obviously i love liquid like that you know still time it
2: should
0: yeah 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 i i think um they they were saying and like in a way i can kind of understand like i i feel like liquid has shown in the past that when it comes to new metas they like always like try to like reinvent themselves too too much (laughs) um which actually that's like a bullet point i have in my notes here because like i heard i think it was uh mitch just saying you know you know teams need to look for a new look they can't be playing the same game they've always played and i'm just kind of like why, why not? not
2: like i, I don't mean know. gambit kind of is and working, it but. seems good
1: it's a little different with the chamber yeah, yeah. but like
2: sure they put a chamber in exactly. there but yeah like i think like i said like yapi
0: on the chamber i i just don't like the chamber on breeze i think i just don't like their breeze comp specifically and the fact that liquid pick picked breeze with that composition mm. like i don't know i feel like they were just trying to like st- like they thought too hard about the meta and i think it just kind of came to bite them a little sure. bit um so yeah, but overall, I mean, super excited to watch Gambit the rest of the season, but also it set the bar, I think, really high in terms of EMEA performance yeah. Yeah. throughout the rest of the weekend. Um, so yeah, I mean, did anyone watch G2 versus Fnatic at all? No,
1: I didn't. But I heard that, that Fnatic has a new player, Brave AF, which is a hilarious name. Great
0: name. Shout yeah. out to him. Not to be co- not to be confused with a player on Supermassive Blaze named Brave. Oh, by the fuck. way, I just learned today that there's fuck, two different dude. two different EMEA players who both are named Brave, which um you know I, thanks I hate yeah. it yeah oh, um, yeah but I think I don't have much to comment on with the Fnatic G two series. I think Fnatic does look promising to get out of groups and into playoffs. You know they have this new look now they they dropped Doma they keep they kept boaster and mystic um and yeah they brought in brave af oh yeah and magnum's still there yeah, too Durka. but like brave af is there oh yeah and darko <laughs> anyway the point is they brought in brave yeah. af um who i guess in the games that i saw just on their split comp he's the guy he reminds me a lot about how link plays actually where he's like the sage that's in heaven with a judge Mm. just in a ratty corner and he's just gonna shoot you in the face and try to get three people like three unaware people out of it um but also he's a pretty good shot as well Mm. so props to him for that um don't know if this is actually true but apparently brave af's computer like wasn't working so he drove to uh redgar's house and played on redgar's pc that's hilarious (laughs) For
2: this. That
1: is hilarious. Redgar's like, you can change the monitor height. That's only for professional players like me, It's like down at the <laughs> desk, you know. Just like.
2: So like naval height, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, but overall, I, I think the only thing I really want to call out is what I want to call the ascend effect, which is G 2s composition on split mm-hmm. looks very mm-hmm. familiar mm-hmm. here with an omen and a. Do you know? I was told on Reddit that duelist. omen is not
1: viable. <laughs> And I was downvoted heavily. And
0: and the hilarious thing was because G2 lost this, all of the Reddit threads in this post match were just like, what was he thinking (laughs) between Omen against an Astro? Don't they realize that Omen? And it's just, I think there was a, a reply to that thread that's just like, um, It does work. However, Avova is not bone cold and that is the difference. He
1: could be. Like the thing is like, yeah, he might not ever be bone cold, but Avova's had some fucking highlights in the past, dude. He's Mm -hmm. had some insane rounds and so I just feel like this might this not have bit might not have been a queen um, for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he did he did have a yeah, very rough series. Like I think on ascent specifically, like Olova had zero kills by the half or something like that. Yeah, like that's rough. I think in general he just had a very rough series. Yeah. Um But I I just thought it was interesting because I mean ascent has been saying in interviews how teams kind of have started to try and copy them. This kind of looks to be yeah. like. Mm-hmm something g2 was trying to do um but i mean i guess it just didn't really work that way so omen is safe from buffs or or from nerfs yeah, my yeah, bad. Exactly. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> yeah. you know omen pick rate is still gonna remain like low in the emea scene but you know i i think overall though fanatic i i think my overall conclusion to this was that the series was nothing too flashy it was it wasn't that one team was so dominant it especially was not on par with the level of gameplay we saw gambit okay. do in terms of mm-hmm. coordination yeah. and team synergy um however it, it was it was some fun Valorant. it was just definitely a lot more like swing heavy of you know they get around we get around they get around we get around yeah. um And then, like, Ascent was just, like, this one-sided, like, clearly both teams are just better at CT on Ascent. And just whoever wins out, wins out. But that's all I really wanted to say with that. Um, Overall, like, I guess things are looking up, I think, for both teams. Yeah.
1: Because G2 is kind of, like, they're in... So, Fnatic won that, right? Okay. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Because G2, to me, like, was always, like, around in the EU scene, Um, but it felt like they just continually, like, were not good enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just didn't quite have any of the pieces that felt strong enough or the team cohesion that felt strong enough. Like they just always like were short of the finish line. I mean, obviously they, 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 that's just consistent. So I, I hope for them, but I feel like, I feel like they're kind of a known quantity right now. Like unless they really switch stuff up with the meta or something like I, I'm nervous to even expect them to do better. Like, I'd hope to see them do better, but I feel like they're kind of a known quantity. So I'm a little nervous for them as being like a middle table team, uh, just kind of like perpetually. Because like, if you look at their stars and stuff, like they're not necessarily stronger than anyone else. Um, but but Fnatic, I'm actually, I, I kind of feel like in what world does Fnatic not end up being a middle table team? Like in what world are they like a world beater? I don't know. I'd love to see it, but I always have like a like a keen eye for them and I want to watch some of their series coming up uh soonish because Mm -hmm. it's like they're you know they're I feel like they've always been to me like 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 not skill better than people but like sometimes like teamwork or like thoughtful or like preparation better in like kind of cool and interesting ways and teams like that are really interesting but they usually like really struggle to be consistent and like keep going forward but Fnatic so far has been somewhat consistent so I'm I'm really hopeful for them and so they're kind of like for me like I always smile on them I guess as a team because um, they're doing interesting stuff mm-hmm, and trying mm-hmm. and so i hope to see like how boasters and game Lead is doing i hope he's making good calls and stuff like that so we'll probably check back in on that at some point i imagine down the, down the league
0: yeah yeah definitely keep tabs on that yeah um yeah and then i think the only other series that i personally watched was uh, ascend versus smb um wanted to see that because mm-hmm. you know ascend super fan over here that's me um, but I don't know. I also just wanted to see how they looked. Now, like, I think going into this, the whole thing was just Ascent's going to just absolutely dumpster supermassive massive mm-hmm. plays, um, which wasn't the story for map one, actually, at all. Um, Ascent did win out Ascent. However, it did go into OT, and at one point, SMB was up ten four, mm-hmm. and they looked really strong now i have theories on why they look strong mainly just the fact that ascend kind of looked a little slow on the uptake and also looked like they were kind of like shaking off some rust i don't know they were just taking a lot of fights they weren't supposed to take they were like kind of reminds me actually how sentinels played some of their like rounds like it kind of seemed a little disrespectful towards super massive blaze and how they were playing just not checking corners that players would easily be in um and super massive blaze was punishing them for it um that being said i did want to call out on super massive blaze brave not to be confused with brave af thank you but brave (laughs) and uh glove okay or glovey um both of these players just had some. They, you want to see some crisp mm. aim. Like, you need to watch these players. Like, they are hmm. very crisp aim, constantly just like flicking head to head. Like, they would get 2Ks and 3Ks together, holding down B at some points. Awesome. Like, it was very crispy to watch. Um, and I think it definitely put Ascend on the back foot in yeah. a way. A, hmm. a, a
1: good aimer um. or a pop off can put any good team on the back foot. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Oh, right, that's awesome. I love that exactly. And they're playing, by um, the way, Astra and Sage. It looks like at least in this game, so that's pretty sick.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, shout outs to them. They did they did really well. Um, notably, you know, Zeke did not have a good game that series. Nine and twenty one mm-hmm. was his Ooh, yeah. ending scoreline on the KO. Yeah. I feel like he's played KO on ascent before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it was just some. Pre-game jitters or you know honestly could be the mvp target on the back and then he's are just getting hard targeted who knows um but i don't know ascend is not good at ascent in my opinion it makes sense why super massive blaze would pick this map yeah. um and i mean i think that's all that really has to be said about that can i come um, up with a
1: strange theory about why these performances from some of these players are switching around. Because I felt felt like what you're talking about from Zeke, I wonder, having not watched this game, if it's similar to what happened with, like, Ye and stuff in Optic. Mm -hmm. A bit of the star targeting. But also, it's this weird effect where, like, basically... It felt like Envy or Slash Optic, and I'm just going to say that forever. I don't give a fuck. Um, sue me or something. Send me a t-shirt. They might. Oh. <laughs> send me a jersey. <laughs> i say
2: send me a jersey is really nice. Yeah,
1: right? That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, that's nice. Um, but the point is it felt like they were playing a metagame that was too evolved for the opponents that they were actually playing, and they were actually getting punished for it because it's not a guarantee that if you play a higher level metagame that you're going to win. And this is really like... Obvious in stuff like when we are talking about, like, you know, pros don't fake and stuff at our level, and like, should you hold the diffuse? Should you not hold the diffuse? And it's not up to you, it's rather up to what you, you think your opponents will do. So, here's an example. So, when Optic was like attacking sites, they were really slow about it pretty much the whole series, and they would like hit and then they would like pause, cancel, hold for like 30 seconds sometimes and like sometimes even 45 seconds, and then re-hit, mm-hmm. thinking that what's happening is they start hitting the site, the defense rotates in, then they get confused and uncomfortable, and they rotate back to their positions. Then when you re-hit, you actually get a much thinner defense. And what was happening is their opponents were just four-stacking and waiting for 45 seconds. Like they never, ever, ever were thinking in their mind at all to rotate out, and they would just sit there at their positions, and Envy would go in and they would just get massacred. And it's like, you look at that and that looks really dumb, but what you notice is that if you go at the Gambit series, Gambit was doing re-hit strategies like this, where they were hitting really hard on the A-side and Icebox, and then they were chilling, 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 and Team Liquid spreads out across the map to tr- be like, oh shit, we gotta go like look at B, mm-hmm. and we gotta do all these things, and then they would re-hit and go in. And so it's one of those things where it felt like, like optic was playing a meta game that was different from the opponent's meta game. And the opponent was actually beating them on this. And I wonder if there's some of that hmm. too here in this game, I'm not sure. And we'll have to see, um, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if the way that they're playing is expecting their opponents to do something different. Like, They're not expecting them to be in that corner because if they're in that corner, we just farm them. So normally like a good player would stand over there and they'd fight, take this fight. And I just wonder if their expectation of what's happening was so different than what was happening. They were getting thrown off. At least to start.
0: Right. I mean, that could very well be the case. I mean, I guess only time will tell. I I have a feeling that, you know, Ascent has always been a weakness of Ascend. And so I think whatever team they're up against, if they have a decent Ascent map, I can see them always picking that hmm. um, against yeah. them. Cool. So hopefully they figure, you know, iron out the kinks there who knows um it just looked very shaky it was in it was impressive that they were able to come back from a 10-4 de- deficit and take it to mm-hmm. overtime um however yeah there was just a lot of like rookie mistakes in my opinion they were making that like was not indicative of a world right. championship right. team mm-hmm. like <laughs> by right. any means yeah um, a bit
1: rust too for sure
0: which then You know, and then we talk about dominance. Guess who did not ban bind against Mm. Ascend (laughs) was SMB. SMB decided to
2: ban Fracture instead. Was it really a
1: 413? Um, Holy fuck.
2: I mean, talking about a rookie mistake, I feel like Ascend has proven themselves that you should always ban Bind against them.
1: By the way, that is so ridiculously cool as a team to have that Mm -hmm. because then it takes all of these, I got to ban Fracture because that map's stupid, teams and you just get a map against them yeah. in a series what's happening you can't withstand that to stand that against ascend can you surely not right Nah, it feels like a bad idea
0: no i mean well and i, I feel like after i don't know after ascends like showing on fracture and championships like surely some of these <laughs> teams can be like okay that's right we're bad
2: at fracture guys but are we yeah. bad at fracture? <laughs> yeah that's true
1: <laughs> yeah that's true Although you gotta think they'll figure it out I don't at some know, I'm point. I'm surprised yeah. that they
2: Hopefully they've been practicing in the yeah, off time. I mean, You'd think that'd be what they were doing. Well yeah. that that was that was a hilarious thing in like the post-game
0: interview. I think they interviewed Zeke afterwards, and Zeke's like, yeah, it really sucks because we were practicing like we, we we were practicing all these like different comps and different styles for all these different maps. We have like new strats down pat and we're so excited to show them to the world with all these other maps, but Oh, they they left bind open and like you, you just gotta pick mind yeah. like if it's open you gotta take it like i just thought that was so funny where they're just like please let us play other maps stop keeping this open for us like we don't want to play this anymore
1: yeah. yeah it's just it was just so awful to watch Cena go 2.0 kda just on sage just casually just carrying the whole fucking game um not to say his teammates were bad <laughs> yeah. by any means but just like dude that's one of those things where it's like I love that we do have name tags and that there are people controlling these agents. Of course, like we all show up here for, in the e- esports and the people, but like, CNET just shines through his character, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Like, he's just up there. And in fact, like sometimes taking him off jet puts him on a character that like, if he knows how to do with that, he still get I mean, he still gets his skills. Mm-hmm. This is better than some of his jet games, but it's just, it's just understanding what he needs to do in that team with that character mm-hmm. and having insane aim. Just. Exactly. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, nothing to report on this, just that uh, Ascend's bind comp is solid. <laughs> I think the quote from Bone Cold was that they are, quote, big chillin', <laughs> end quote, on <laughs> bind. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I, I'm happy that they didn't try to bring in any new agents with this. They are literally just like, this works so well for us. We will just run this comp into the ground until other teams start figuring it out. But, like, Geez, at this point, it just seems like no team's got them figured out on it, bind. Yeah. They've just got that so yeah, well done. Yeah, it actually
1: seems like the thing that will break them up on bind is Riot redesigning the map rather than or designing character balance differently. Because like, the, looking at this comp, man, like Brimstone and Viper, like and Sage and Rays, like all of these people stopping you, and then I, it's, you know, and then obviously Sky has all sorts of intel and some some little bits of stopping. It's just like, it's it's nightmare fuel it's nightmare fuel like Mm -hmm. jesus christ (laughs) like attacking into that is devastating but also like i'm sure their attack is pretty good too like because they can just smoke off all the things
0: their post plants are disgusting like i think there was just Mm -hmm. a lot of times where like they'd plant the spike they would all like just leave the site smb would come in as like a group of five and just get slaughtered by like viper's pit and like yeah you know Uh, brimstone mollies and then there's grenades and boom bots and flashes yeah Yeah. that's rough devastating it's it's a devastating sort of uh post-plant composition that i think ascend just loves so much and they just they play they play off of each other so well as in in the meantime like you can tell that kilos and bone cold just like know the exact timings of like okay you send out your viper's pit i'm gonna wait yeah. like 10 seconds and then okay now it's time for my molly okay you got your second viper's yeah. pit okay cool yeah. like <laughs> they're just chilling yeah. in the back meanwhile as if he's just like going down what like, do we do go 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 the bomb's about to blow it was like
1: a, i forget what this was but it was some like reddit clip or something that got famous at some point during the postpon meta which by the way just Miraculously disappeared as mm-hmm. if it wasn't good anymore, and now all of a sudden it's hella good. Uh, like I don't know what happened to it. Like where <laughs> did it go? Um, people are like, well, I don't know. Ko counters it. Shut the fuck up, he does. What are you talking about? How is that this? I don't think so. These guys are sending that shit from halfway across the map. He's gonna mm-hmm. dagger them. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, especially not if he's playing entry and he's dead already. But yeah, like I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just this is scary. They're a really scary team, and I think if you if you just think about like a lot of the NA mentality, of the early team design mentality of well we gotta have one of them zoomer jets right it's like these guys technically do have a zoomer jet there's no doubt about it maybe one of the best zoomer jets in his own way um but he does not feel like he needs to be jet in order to be good you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. and right. he's just
1: casually on stage doing amazing like i just think there's i can't undervalue how awesome that is for him and for his team to be able to do that and i think that's a part of the reason why a lot of people like attribute a lot of star power to him and definitely and we've seen Especially through champions. This is a way more like diverse diverse like skill roster. It's way more spread out talent than just seeing it. But dude, he's fucking killing it on stage. I can't even explain to you how awesome it is. because like you take it like you know, it's very different obviously on Icebox. But like, you know, Nats, right, a little bit unleashed, gets to play Sage. Like he's not dropping numbers like this. No, he's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So a son doing a son things, I guess. My only big question mark will just be like, all right, somebody's got to like make them play Fracture again mm-hmm. and see if they've actually improved that play or not. Yeah. Um, but only time will tell. But I think otherwise, like a lot of these other EMEA games I did not end up watching. Um, like all I've heard was that FPX versus Big was a kill fest but not in a good <laughs> way. Like apparently it was just very sloppy <laughs> back and forth um to the point where you don't really know if like any of those teams are actually good question yeah, mark because like it was just a lot of sloppy okay. play, not a lot of not a lot of coordination quite like what Gambit and Liquid for that matter show. Mm-hmm. Um so That's yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. That's all, I mean this is, I mean I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah do are you them, know what the games next was, week are or is you that's ask the that?
2: same question oh, yeah, do comfort. we know the games for next week yep yep oh, so shit, gonna... let's see na
0: we have on friday we have knights versus sentinels so it's pk by the way because it's P- pittsburgh yeah. Knights. yikes it- okay like an actual sports team they are the Pittsburgh i love okay Knights. hold on i love um, this stage
1: of esports that we're in where like one of them has like yeah. a normal team name and i just hope they get dumpstered by fucking like trash can fucking league name or
0: they did get uh dumpstered by V1. yeah
1: that's then. what i'm saying because i want all so... the etern- like the esports or just dumpster them you know i want the fucking
2: get city names out of esports
1: yeah, like, this is our town, Scrap. Yeah. I <laughs> just like, that's what I want. Yeah, okay, okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah, so we have uh, Pittsburgh Knights versus Sentinels, and then Evil Geniuses versus uh, Luminosity oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Gaming. So Is uh, Luminosity Brazilian uh, in this yeah. game
1: too? I guess, like, how would we know that?
2: They're NA. They're
1: NA, I guess, right? But is it possible that... Yeah.
2: That...
1: Can we see any of their players? Sorry, this is just a random question I'm asking. Can we see their...
0: I, I believe they're all yeah, NA I think they have to be N.A. Be in the okay, 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 okay,
1: okay. Because that's not true in Counter-Strike. The Brazil is in N.A. when they want to be.
0: If oh, they move over. yeah. I believe this is, like, their their N.A. scene, okay. cool. I guess. Oh, yeah, they the got Marin. Moose.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, Moose.
0: <laughs> Good cool. name. He's Canadian. Fits. Yep. <laughs> checks yep. out. Okay. Um, then Saturday, we have Xat versus ooh, C9. Oh, that, bad boy. Do you guys not rise think? Rise versus V1. Xset yeah. versus C9. Yeah, I could see that being good. See if C9. So, so the, there. okay, this is. I was talking to Alex, That's which right? is a
1: friend of ours and, like, one of the best Valorant players that we know and, like, a lovely guy. And anyways, more of the story is he was saying, like, Xset is a team to watch for the lower NA teams. He says, like, yo, they have always been really close, punching distance, and they're just getting better, and they just got a new insane player in cryo. <laughs> so, he's saying this team, and they oh. won uh, last time as well.
2: Nice. So, That's a good.
0: Exactly. exactly i was gonna say we didn't really talk about the game versus evil geniuses with except but apparently crowds just popped yeah, the and fuck he did. off on yeah. that so i will be very excited to yes. watch that and see yes. uh, so that's exciting that. that's
1: definitely the one we got to watch i feel okay. like um
0: yep but then we have a uh, rise versus v1 mm-hmm. and then for sunday we have energy versus oh god i gotta no change you don't all of these Envy, leave it yeah
1: energy versus Ar- but
0: yeah energy versus optic slash envy um and then 100t versus guard Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) so then there's a lot of ways you could go about this including we could watch no more essentially assigned for the podcast right like because that's probably a lot but there's storylines here if you if you the listener or us on our own time is Mm -hmm. interested in that because like NRG looked really strong last time they played in their last series Mm -hmm. and envy looked strong but needed to make adjustments And so Envy could bounce back here and be really strong. And I think everyone would love to see that because I think people want Envy to be good. Optic Gaming, deal with it. And then, of course, 100T, right, is is like, are they improving? They're getting getting potentially a softball in guard, although the disadvantage is do they know anything about guard? Do they really have a great read on guard? You may
2: have a week to learn about guard. That's the thing about this league system is like, you know, there's really no excuse if you have a full week to focus on one game. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse to not know your opponent going in.
1: So I think you're right. But here's an excuse that i would pause it okay what if you have as many problems as 100 thieves does would you oh. instead just work on your own game?
0: <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> i guess only time will yeah. tell you know Let's watch and we'll, find out let, let's keep tabs okay. on it yep. we'll, we'll see yep. how that goes but yeah so that's for na and then for eu we've got fpx versus gambit Mm. so we've got you know after the sloppy series that fpx had they're going up against uh cold and calculated yeah we probably don't need to watch that game that feels like it's gonna work itself out i'm gonna bold though guild versus ascend um i'm bolding this because guild has cold amenta now uh and also guild has been known to have ascend's number in a lot of like uh past tournaments like last year of course they didn't have coldamenta at the time but guild kind of had ascend's number a couple of times it'll be interesting i think to see if guild can prove that they can topple the kings of europe and uh maybe make a name for themselves but this will by far be ascend so far ascend's most toughest match like throughout even just the entire circuit um, this is the team that Ascend is the most afraid to go against. They've revealed in interviews. And I think it'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. So, so definitely a uh, keep I'm tabs in. on Plus that.
1: I'm done, the Let's go. Who's on Guild? Yeah. Can you quickly flash that for me?
0: Yeah. Uh, we've got... Uh, so Coldimenta, yeah. But then all the rest of these people. So like Trax, Leo, Russ, Save. and safe <laughs> i don't know okay, so there's a lot for us to learn exactly. about this team then, huh? yeah that's a full yeah okay mm-hmm. cool
1: Oh, i love it great choice
0: but yeah so i think that would be an interesting one otherwise we have ludon gaming versus big uh bbl versus fanatic g2 versus supermassive blaze and navi versus team liquid hmm, hmm.
2: So
1: You know, someday we're gonna watch a Navi game.
2: I was about to say, I would the other one I would like look at I don't know anything about this Valorant Navi. I like Navi a lot in Counter Strike, and I'd be interested to see how Team Liquid is doing, like just recovering off that Gambit game and, mm-hmm. and getting back into it. So if we watch yeah. if you know, if anyone's looking to watch a random extra game, I would be I'd be interested in that one. But not nearly as interested as I am in the guild game dude we should have a
1: system this is not necessarily that exciting for the podcast but like bold the ones that are like our must and then like some other thing like
2: no we should bold and and highlight the must just bold the optionals it's a flawless system all right all right (laughs) first try i got it
1: sick thank god um okay but dude awesome yo it's it's been exciting balance back it's hype it's up and down it's a league format we don't know what to think i'm sure Listen, I'm already missing the tournament format, but that's just me. Um, yeah,
2: you're a tournament elitist. Well, be, I am, I am.
1: But, you know, I'm also... Re-
0: it does get to be, like, I don't know, exactly... It's not exhausting, is the wrong word, but like, yeah, there is something about that tournament format though, where it's like you watch a team play and then it's like you immediately want to see yeah. can they come yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And it's like for me, it's the waiting yeah. period between matches that is the hardest for me because I'm like, ooh, either one team's cooling off or one team's heating up. Who knows? Maybe Gambit's in shambles right now. Maybe yet players left the team. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. knows?
1: Dude, dude, you're absolutely, like, you know what it is, dude? It's the difference between like whether or not you're watching like a TV show that like has an episode that new that drops each week Mm -hmm. or if you get to binge it on netflix
2: yeah i like a big good binge watch
1: i love you know that's the difference it's like you get to like see all of it versus they drip feed it to you so i feel like this is the drip feed approach and yeah i think it's also really hard on teams too because they're like they're trying to recover from the previous and like what happens and so in but some it's, ways no, that's... But it's
2: like pro football man you got to get a system in place you got to have routines in place you got to know exactly what you're doing on what days and yeah. it you know conditions you so when you get to those tournaments you already have systems in place for how to recover how to review film how to get ready for your next game yeah you know oh totally it's good for them i think for like a young scene like this it's good to develop some yeah, consistency or some some regimens
1: yeah i also just think you know yeah it it, it puts us into this like weird twilight zone where it's really hard for us to tell like who's actually good on the world stage because you're like wow they look so good in their region and that's just and those are questions that are just going to have to be open for us like you know as you sit here I, i was already trying to compare like but how you know envy was so good in the world stage like how like you know and they had some bad circumstances last time but they've shown well like how are they doing now stacking up against this NA team it's just it's a really hard equation to parse and potentially impossible and i've definitely heard probably 10 years of league analysts try to explain it
0: Mm -hmm. um and so
1: yeah but fair play but we're here and it's it's going and it's exciting so yeah yeah
0: exactly so yeah, if you want to uh, write into us, we do have vqmpodcast at gmail.com. And then if you want to talk smack <laughs> to us, uh, you can email uh,
2: doesn't jack me like Valorant. No, 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 Isn't it nothing it's nothing. Nothing jacks me like Valorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one's more. Oh, all, we're, gonna we're gonna get so wrong. At this part. Oh no. Nothing jacks just... me like Valorant at gmail.com, The greatest email address to ever be created.
1: Yeah yeah i think that's super fair and if you the <laughs> listener want to come like you know it's basically a fight It's a combat like which side you want you know in other words like, if you think one of the emails is better you should email to that one um i
2: like it yeah, yeah it's, it's the sort emails. of like
1: uh, a really really janky version of reddit <laughs> like upvotes and up <laughs> shit. but don't worry we have to manually count them so that's like really fun for us but yeah cool um yo guys this was fun thanks All for right. thanks for coming by and talking about this shit It was super fun thank you
2: yeah hell yeah mm. until
0: next time take care Mm-hmm.